93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And today is Monday, November 19th. Kathy's out. I will handle the news. We'll begin with this. The number of people killed by the California wildfires continues to rise as more bodies are discovered with the toll now up to 80 dead statewide. All but three of them from the campfire in North Carol- Northern uh, California. Uh, the list of people missing had fallen to around 1,000 by late Sunday, down by about 300 from the start of the day. And officials have stressed that many of those on the list may be safe and unaware that they had actually have been reported missing. Yeah, yeah. Searchers are continuing to look for victims focused on the town of Paradise, which was decimated by the blaze, trying to get to uh, get it accomplished before the arrival of rains later this week. That could complicate the effort. Uh, however, the rains will help in the fight against the campfire, which was about 65 percent contained as of yesterday. A woman was shot and killed in the bedroom of her own home in Montgomery County, police said. Uh, Police were called to the 300 block of North Washington Street in Pottstown around 645 yesterday in the afternoon for the report of a shooting. Investigators confirmed that the woman was murdered on the second floor of her home. And at this point, police have not released any details on a motive or if any arrests have been made as of yet. So details are sketchy on that as of now, but I'm sure we'll get more later on. This is a tragic story as well. A New Jersey woman and her fiancé were killed while driving to their wedding in Berks County, Pennsylvania. Bride Catherine M. Schertz and Catherine's fiancé, Joseph D. Carney, died in a crash Wednesday while driving to their wedding in Pittsburgh. Uh, The two were killed in a chain reaction crash on I-78 in Berks County involving a tractor trailer. So just absolutely tragic there. Yep. And then finally, the Philadelphia Water Department said that they are not sure if a water main break is related to loud noises that residents heard around the same time. Residents who live near the intersection of Marshall Street and Montgomery Avenue in North Philadelphia said they heard what sounded like explosions on their block just before 6.30 p.m. Crews arrived to discover an 8-inch main had broken and officials partially shut down service, which allowed residents to still have water during the repairs. Neighbors said that the noise alerted them to the problem, but water department crews are still investigating the possible connection. All right, let's get to sports this morning. Drew Brees passed for 363 yards and four touchdowns, and the Saints won their ninth straight with a 48-7 to win over the Eagles yesterday. What it was the, the Eagles' worst <laughs> loss since last season, and it was the worst loss ever by a reigning Super Bowl champion. Carson uh, Wentz was intercepted three times and finished with 156 yards on 19 of 33 passing. The Eagles fell to four and six on the season and remain two games behind Washington for first place in the NFC East. What the f*** is this? Uh, the Birds are back home on Sunday. They'll host New York Giants at the link. And the Giants won yesterday and are now just one game behind the Eagles in their division. The Sixers, who have won two games in a row, including an overtime buzzer beater by Jimmy Butler on Saturday night, are back home tonight. And they have a game against the Phoenix Suns. The Sixers have yet to lose at home and are 11-7 and on the season and are in fourth place in the Eastern Conference. The Suns, meanwhile, are off to a rough start 
and are in last place in the West at 3 and 12. Tip-off is set for 7. Finally, the Flyers are off until Wednesday night when they'll travel to Buffalo. They play the Sabres. Flyers have dropped three straight, but did come back from a four-goal third-period deficit to earn a point on Saturday. 20 games into the season, they're at 500 with nine wins and 20 points. And the Eagles are still the Super Bowl champions. Yes, they are! What? I'm still wearing, wearing oh, my he He's wearing his for those, heels. For those listening on the radio, that was Casey flexing his... Uh, I'm doing it for you. He looks at me and just goes, yeah. puts his arms out like this. Oh. No, I'm wearing my Super Bowl champion I t-shirt. Yeah, I noticed that. There cool. you go. Right. Remind myself? Still proud. Uh, welcome to Monday, new week, all set to go. Short week, obviously, with the holiday uh, Thanksgiving. So our Word of the Week prize this week, you only need three letters in order to win. We have a Flyers Santa sack. So that's a couple of lower level tickets, an autographed puck, a collect- collectible gritty ornament. I get those every year to give out. Uh, two Philadelphia Wings tickets and more. So we will give that away. It's a nice uh, easy one this week. So three letters and that will be it. And then we're on to Thanksgiving and then we're on to the Camp Out for Hunger. One week from today, we're on the wow. countdown, folks. This is it. We're on the home stretch. Yep. And we got a lot of stuff planned. And that Monday is going to be a big one because we're going to have Comedy night that night. David tells our headliner. We have a couple other headliners. We're going to announce uh, Rich Voss is going to be uh, hosting that event earlier in that day. We're going to have uh, a free skate on Flyers Ice, which will be right after our show. <laughs> it's amazing for the first 100 people that come down during our broadcast with your skates and are interested. So we'll make sure we have your chance to do that. To do that. There's another Monday calendar. Thing. Calendar, yeah. Calendar right. girls. They will be in the tent. Yep. Uh, pre. Uh, comedy night party and uh, Jackson's Jeep Club is coming out on Monday night. Well, he he'll be broadcasting live, so it's going to be going on all day long. But I've heard from a lot of people that I personally know, yeah, are choosing to come down Monday morning to hang out with us. So wow. I think we're gonna have a nice crowd on Monday. I love yeah. that. I yeah. love that because you know, for you and I, that's always sort of the hand wringing day. Yep. This isn't gonna work every year. It's not gonna work every single year. <laughs> Um, so we're planning a lot of stuff. Instead, in fact, we're still uh, in the process of putting all these things together. So, but uh, we're getting excited about it. We're planning a wedding. Yeah, we are. Yeah, planning. Yeah. We have to plan a wedding. Keep that in mind. That's on Wednesday. And uh, if you are interested in getting married in our hungry for love mass wedding at the Camp Out for Hunger, go to PrestonandSteve.com. Submit to be uh, one of the couples. We are. We're, we're taking. You know, we're taking people who just. For one reason or another, you want to have an interesting wedding, or you can't afford it, or you don't have family to be a part of your wedding. This is going to be the perfect scenario for you, and gives you a story to tell. We are yeah. going to have an opportunity for one of the couples to win a uh, honeymoon getaway, and it's a four-day, three-night trip uh, for four to a resort in Florida on the Gulf of Mexico. Round-trip airfare, four-day rental car as well. Yes, so we can set you up with that too. And Stephen Singer as. Ten sets of wedding bands that we're going to give away randomly as well. That's pretty awesome. And we're working on a few other things, too. So if you're interested in being a part of that, make sure that you get in touch. And that is next Wednesday that we're doing it. But you got to get a little bit of paperwork done this week in order to have everything square and ready to go for the uh, it's broadcast. critical, and it's a short week yep. also. Yeah, so keep that in mind. Yes. So if you want to do it, you'll have to get moving on today. But it's pretty easy stuff that you need to take care of. So uh, these things and more. Who is on the program today? Let's see. We have an announcement today. Uh, we're going to get to that probably around the Bizarre File time. Excited about this one, as we are whenever we bring this up. 
We're having our buddy Dom Irera stop by today. Love Dom. We will talk to the lovely Cecily Tynan about the 6ABC Dunkin' Donuts Thanksgiving Day Parade, which is this week. You're going to be down there with your son. I will be. My son is performing in it. He's going to be on the Art Museum steps. It's awesome. He's going to be part of the big chorus there, so it's going to be really cool. Oh, my gosh. I had no idea. That's yes. so cool. So this will be my first time at the... Uh, Physical at parade. The actual parade live, so I'm excited about that. Uh, and we also have, I've been told, a big announcement with Pierre uh, during the crossover. Oh, today. yeah, yeah. So that'll be coming up later on. So we have a lot of stuff on tap for a Monday. Get set for it. We're going to take a break, come back in a second. I have some entertainment stories I've set aside for you. Stuff to give away with a stupid question. It's coming up. We'll be right back. This 93.3 WMMR audio on demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Cool gifts are what Worldwide Stereo is all about. Wrap a genuine surprise and wow someone all year long. Montgomeryville, Ardmore, and online at WorldwideStereo.com. Hey, it's Preston from the Preston and Steve Show. This holiday season, I'm going to be buying Hannah Stone Massage and Facial Spa gift cards for my family and friends. And listen, during the Black Friday weekend, it is their buy one, get one free sale on gift cards. Visit one of their over 50 locations in your neighborhood or visit HannahStone.com. Restrictions apply. See spot for details. Do you ever wonder why everyone hates Steven Singer? Well, he makes buying a diamond easy with his 100-day no-hassle money-back guarantee and free shipping both ways, making returns and exchanges hassle-free. Visit Steven at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, let's see. Stupid question. Today, we have tickets to see uh, Joe Perry. Oh. Uh, yeah, Wednesday, December 5th at the Franklin Music Hall. Let's see if he makes it through the show without passing out. I know. I was wondering about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and in fact, it says here that Jackson's going to have your chance to win a uh, tickets and a meet and greet next week during the Camp Out for Hunger. I'm not sure what day that's going to be, because uh, Jackson's going to be down there in a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Monday, Wednesday... Thursday. Thursday, Thursday yeah. yeah. And so this is not going to be North 7th anymore? It is now Franklin Music Hall? Yeah. Okay, they changed it again. Yeah, they were waiting for, they had said that North, excuse me, North 7th was going to be a, a temporary name, oh, okay. so I guess it's now, yeah, I guess it's Franklin Music Hall. Because of the, yeah, there you go. Okay. This just in. Yeah. All right. So, stupid question this morning. Uh, an ad character named Milton was created in the 1970s to promote Pop-Tarts. What was Milton? What was Milton? Mm-hmm. 215-263-WMMR. An ad character named Milton was created in the 1970s to promote Pop-Tarts. And what was Milton? 215-263-WMMR. All right, now i got a bunch of birthdays to go through. Today on Monday, November 19th, basis for the band Tool, Justin Chancellor is turning 47 years old, and um, they are <laughs> working on music, and 2019 is the year that it will come out. Uh, okay, they, yes. They've showed pictures in, you know, in the studio. Why not? Tracks and so forth, so, but... Hey, uh, we believe that GoFundMe campaign. Why not believe this? <laughs> uh, he's a great <laughs> bass player. Uh, Justin is uh, 47 years old today. Another musician. We'll go over to Matt Sorum, and Matt has played with a lot of groups, uh, notably Guns N' Roses. And also Velvet Revolver and The Cult. Yes. Uh, so he's been around quite a bit. He's kind of a gun for hire. Uh, and Matt celebrates his 58th birthday today, so happy birthday to him. Also up on the birthday block, Jody Foster. Uh, Jody is 56 years old today. She's got she got anything coming up? Yeah, she, well, she just was in that hotel, um, hotel Artemis, right? 
Oh, was she, was she in the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was so a doctor, she, right? Yeah, she's the one that's running the whole thing. I didn't see it. Did you? So I downloaded it for the trip over to uh, to London. Yeah. And for some reason, I didn't follow through on the process. Oh, man. And, and, but, so I still have to watch it. But it it looks good. Okay. It's from the people who brought you the purge. Okay. The purge. From, uh, <laughs> exactly. That's the same movie. John Wick. Uh, so, uh, but you remember it, Steve. She's been around since she was a kid. Absolutely. She's been doing it since she was I mean, a kid. Sh- adoration for her almost killed a president. Uh, that is correct. Yeah, yeah. And actually, I have a follow-up story on him. Yes, if we really? get a chance to get that later on. Yeah, All it was right. just in the news yesterday. She's a great actress. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, even even lesser movies of hers, like Contact and stuff like that. I love Contact. I think she's great. Yeah, I like Contact. Um, I, I have a question for you, Steve. Do yeah. you think in the script for Nell, it was written out? Sai Adelong Kong Kong? I think they probably said... (laughs) You think what? I think they just asked her to act like an idiot. (laughs) Or do you think it was emotion? like a complete idiot. No, I I think what they said is they probably gave her dialogue that they wanted her to... The odds are they wrote out some sort of language because she supposedly devised his own language based on, as the story goes, her mother or grandmother had like a stroke and that's the way she talked and she copied her. It ends up looking and sounding, to my ear, stupid. (laughs) Sai Adelon Kong Kong. Then she says it there. She's Tai Tai and yeah. she's so delay. Jodie Foster is 56 today. I've got to watch. I'm going to watch now. That's my going to be my Thanksgiving movie. I'm going to watch now. Yeah. Uh, Meg Ryan also has her birthday and she's one year older than Jodie Foster. And engaged to John Cougar Mellencamp. That is correct. Yeah. Uh, she's 57 uh, today. Allison Janney, uh, who's been in a gazillion things throughout the years. Most recently, the I, Tonya film, where she played her mom, and she was unbelievable in that So movie. good. Yeah. She plays uh, a mom in the TV show Mom, That's and correct. she's very funny. I like her. Anytime we've had her on, she's real great. loose yeah. and, and, uh, and shoots from the hip. She's great. So she's uh, 59. Hey, Calvin Klein has a birthday. Wow. Today. Yeah, the designer. That nothing comes between. No, that's, uh, yeah, that's Calvin Klein's, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was um, a big ad campaign, very controversial with Brooke Shields years ago. Yeah, it, it was suggested that she didn't wear any panties. She went commando. Yes. Nothing comes between me and my Calvin. That's yeah. correct. Uh, so Calvin is 76 today. Larry King, the former CNN talk show host, is 85. God, man. Steve and I met him. We did, and yep. we uh, took a picture with him. I put my arm on his elbow, and my hand got cut. <laughs> All his, he just has sharp, pointy. pointy bones, like a, almost like a gargoyle on the side of Notre Dame. <clears throat> he's eighty-five. Yep, but uh, God bless him. And he's he. And, and the funniest thing is, we were on a, on a panel with him, and he had to leave her early because he had to go to his like a twelve-year-old's softball game or little league game. I'm like, what? Yeah, twelve-year-old. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Larry, eighty-five today. Ted Turner is. 80 years old, uh, recently released that he's, uh, dementia is, uh, is starting gonna, to set in. It's going to set in with him, and that's sad uh, for anybody who has to go through that. Uh, Dick Cavett, <coughs> excuse me, former talk show host. We had him on the show years yeah. ago. Yeah. Really? Tons of stories. Dick Cavett was the, the, the hipper Johnny Carson for a while. So he was the one who was having Jefferson Airplane on, and he was the one who was having... 
uh, Jimi Hendrix on, and he was doing all so the... So he was the, like the first Arsenio Hall, right? Yeah, yeah, even more so. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve, I think he was on Seth Meyers last week because my dad and I were talking about Dick Cavett this weekend, just at, at no idea his birthday was coming up, and he was my dad was reminded of the time that we had him on, on our show. Yeah. Uh, we got to ask him about Forrest Gump, which he, he loves telling that story, but my dad told me something about the Dick Cavett show where somebody apparently died during the filming of one of the shows. Oh, Do you know no, that story? I, I'm not familiar with that. He shared that story on Seth Meyers last week, and I didn't know it either, but he was doing his interview program, and one of his guests died during the program. Was he a was he a comedian music uh, magician? I I don't know any more of the details. And my dad asked Listen, me if I was familiar with the story, and I didn't. If you go on Wikipedia, believe it or not, there is a list of celebrities who have died on camera. No <laughs> kidding, died on camera. Yeah, I, I saw it years and years ago. And you can there there are videos, and you see these people flat out die. Oh, I don't want to see that. Oh, it's I'm, terrible. We, we mean die, die, not just it's a terrible. bad set. There yeah. was a guy. It was an English uh, uh, comedian slash. Uh, um, magician and he's doing his routine boom falls down wow. dead and they thought it was part of the bit oh. so there you go yeah yeah they're laughing and all this, and dude is dead it's it's horrible steve you would know who he was he wore a fez uh but um it, it, it sounds familiar yeah in the yeah 1970s late 60s 70s something like that but uh yeah oh. <laughs> Man. Come on, man. Get up already. Come on. It's old. That's terrible. You're not doing anything. It's not funny. It looks like the guest was Jerome Roddell, Roddell who was uh, an organic food lifestylist. Okay. That's, so, well, that's even worse. He, if you're like a health yeah, nut. Right? <laughs> he was being paneled. He had moved over, and Dick was interviewing Pete Hamill from the New York Post, and they stopped and noticed that uh, Jerome I'm was sorry. One of my guests is dead. Anybody <laughs> <laughs> yeah. know what was his name? Uh, Jerome Rodale. Anyone notice Jerome isn't moving? <laughs> Jerome, what's your take on this? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Dick Cavett is 82. He's still alive. Yeah. And then the last birthday, I saw actor Adam Driver, Kylo Ren. Yes. And uh, many other cool roles as well. I like He's also, guy. and I, want, I haven't seen it yet, uh, Black Klansman. Yes. And I hear it's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so he's 35 today. Happy birthday to Adam Driver. All right. We'll see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. Milton. Uh, and character named Milton was uh, created in the 1970s to promote Pop-Tarts. And what was Milton to 152-63-WMMR? Our number. And I will go to Bruce, see if we can get the answer. Hi, Bruce. Good morning. Oh, good morning. How are you guys doing? Good, Bruce. So uh, what was Milton? I'm looking at it now. My uh, kitchen counter, it's a Swedish-made penis enlarger pump. <laughs> oh, that's it. That that's it? it. Yeah. It's right there on the yeah. counter. So close. Do you have another guess? I'll go with the toast. A toast. Yeah. Hang on a second. Bruce got it right after the penis enlarger bit, and now he has got himself tickets to see Joe Perry Wednesday, December fifth at Franklin Music Hall, formerly the Electric Factory. And tickets are on sale now via Ticketmaster.com. Jackson's going to have a chance to win tickets and a meet and greet next week during the Camp Out for Hunger. At the box office this weekend, number one was Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Did you see it, Nick? No, I think I'll go over uh, over our break, over Thanksgiving. I had some, I spoke to some diehard Harry Potter fans who've read and seen all the films and said it's all right. Okay. They said it's not, you know, 
It's not, not the best. They're still setting stuff up for, yeah. for a really good one. So it was the it was but, the uh, lowest opening. Now these movies, you got to put it in context. They all do very well, but it was the lowest opening of all the Potter films in this. But it was definitely told worth going to see. Okay, oh, so there, there you go. go. Yeah, uh, Doctor Seuss's The Grinch was second, followed by Hemian Rhapsody, still in the top three. Instant Family was fourth. Then Widows, The Nutcracker, and of the Four Realm and the Four Realms. Uh, a Star Is Born is at number seven. Wow. Followed by Overlord, The Girl in the Spider's Web, and Burn the Stage, the movie. Burn the Stage, the movie. Yeah, I don't know anything uh, about that. Yeah. Do not know. All right, so Amy Schumer is on the go again after landing in the hospital with uh, hypermesis uh, gravidarium, which was an extreme form of nausea that happens to some pregnant women. She is expecting her first child with her husband, Chris Fisher. And announced that she was skipping a scheduled show in Dallas due to her discomfort. But it seems like she's on the mend. Uh, she had written alongside a photo of her dog. Uh, I will be doing my shows tomorrow and Sunday. So she's uh, she's getting better. Okay, good. Because we just give away tickets to the show here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Between Joe Perry yeah. and Amy Schumer, we're like uh-huh. striking out. But yeah. we uh, whatever she has, it sounds like a Harry Potter spell, does it not? It does. I believe it's Grevidarium. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, you're exactly right, Steve, uh, Casey. So Schumer has... Been open about her struggles struggles with uh, discomfort on Instagram, writing that uh, hypermesis uh, blows, or is it hyperemesis? I'm not sure. And we wouldn't know. That while she loves the idea of having a baby, she doesn't like being pregnant. Uh, in a refreshing turn of events, Channing Tatum's ex, Jenna Dewan, or Jenna Dewan, and uh, his new love interest, Jesse J, are staunchly denying rumors of a jealous feud. Yay! In a heartfelt message on social media, Dewan declared that she has nothing but respect for his Yay! new... His new girlfriend, the 37-year-old, is confronting sometimes nasty comparisons that fans have made between the pair's appearance. Some fans noted that they look alike, while others opined one or the other is much more attractive. Fans can be so cruel, Preston. Uh, Jesse <laughs> concurs, writing uh, that it's wrong for people to pit her against another beautiful woman. So I spent so much of my childhood trying to be comfortable in my skin, just like so many other little girls. And when I get older, I decided to spend my career making lots of music and try and help inspire myself and other women to see the beauty from the inside out and will continue to do so. I'm tearing up. And Dewan responds, amen, Jesse. Yes, women for women all the way. No need for negativity. Let's live in a world where we support each other. And I can say that because I'm just a bit better looking. And raise each (laughs) other up. So they are. Look at this picture, Jenna. Look it up on the screens here. Dear God. Yep. And they're both beautiful. They're both gorgeous. Damn. Uh, Jude Law may have no end of projects before him. He is currently promoting Fantastic Beasts, the crimes of Grindelwald. But he still gets misty-eyed about a Woody Allen-helmed project that got shelved. He said it's a terrible shame. Uh, he's also starring, by the way, in Captain Marvel. He'll be in that. He told the New York Times of a rainy day in New York. I'd love to see it. Uh, people worked really hard and put a lot into it. So it was a movie that was made and never released? Yeah, obviously himself included, he oh. said. Uh, in late 2017, the project was shelved after Alan faced renewed allegations of child molestation by daughter Dylan Farrow. Is this, is this the unofficial third Hulk movie? It might be. Okay. Uh, in the wake of the renewed criticism, several stars who worked with the 82-year-old Alan either donated their salaries or said that they would never work with him again. Law did not. He told the Times, I didn't really want to get involved, to be honest. He said that, uh, I just don't feel like it was my place to comment. Uh, and it's too delicate a situation. I feel like enough has been said about it. It's a private affair. 
As for working with Alan again, I don't know. He said, I'd have to consider carefully. So, yes, yeah, Steve, it, it got... It never saw the light of day. How about that? And I can understand. This is something that, you know, you and other people worked on. Yeah. And you're like, oh, it was for nothing. It's not coming out. Yeah. Well, the same thing happened with the, that Billionaire Boys Club. Yes. Kevin Spacey. Yep. Um, and then they, and then they recast it. I mean, they re, they reshot scenes for it, right? Uh, no, because he's in it. I watched he, it over the weekend. He's totally in it. Yeah. All right. um, it's maybe, good. What was the other one that he was... About the, about the about Getty about with the one that Christopher Plummer stepped in. Yes, to, so there was yeah. that one. But this uh, billionaire boys club that he was he's in it. I mean, he's a major major wow. character. I was yeah. just reading an article about him, uh, Preston, that the uh, how Spacey has managed to stay off the grid as much as he has, and there are rumors that he literally has gone to an island. Oh yeah, and has stayed on the island. You could do that. Uh, yeah, and he's done it because you don't see him anywhere. Yeah. A rainy day in New York also stars Timothy Chalamet, Elle Fanning, Diego Luna, and Liev Schreiber. Mark Hamill is a legend on Twitter. Uh, he's, of course, best known for Luke Skywalker, playing that in Star Wars. But not familiar with it. He's yeah. uh, funny, warm, and generous when it comes to interacting with his fans. But he might not have known that one of them is Ariana Grande. On Saturday, Hamill had tweeted, Thank you, next. What he apparently believed was a random phrase and didn't realize it was the name of her latest single. (laughs) So the singer herself uh, caught wind and was starstruck that uh, Mark Hamill had tweeted that about her. They're engaged. Oh, really? Yeah. No, she uh, she said she she liked his follow up tweet, which I don't know what it was, but she had said, I'm going to tattoo this to my forehead. So she was pretty excited about that. Wouldn't that be wild if Hamill and Ariana Grande ended up an item? Oh, my God. Speaking of Mark, he confirmed an off-the-wall idea that he had for 1983's Return of the Jedi uh, regarding the identity of bounty hunter Boba Fett. He thought that Fett should be Luke's mother. So he replied to a fan's theory on Friday confirming that he had actually pitched the idea to Star Wars creator George Lucas, this was before he knew that Leia was Luke's sister. Okay, Interesting. So it, was, it was in the development phases of the uh, of the storyline. Sure. He said, I once suggested it to George as the only way that we could top Vader being my father. I envisioned her as a double agent working clandestinely for the Rebels. Ah. And then he wrote, spoiler alert, he didn't like my idea. (laughs) Uh, When the Star Wars prequels were coming out in the early 2000s, fans had hoped that Boba Fett would be included and theorized how the mysterious Bounder Hunter would fit into the saga from a galaxy far, far away. Some posted that Fett was perhaps a childhood friend to Darth Vader. Uh, Lucas included. Hey, dude! Uh, Lucas included Boba Fett as a young boy in 2002's Attack of the Clones. Boba was the son of bounty hunter Jango Fett, who was used to create a clone army and later uh, beheaded by Samuel L. Jackson's character Mace Windu. Dude, I went to school with this guy. Yeah. <laughs> dude, oh my God, how long is. Oh, man! We've got to go out. We have got to go out. Uh, Boba was originally introduced. Now, tell I don't know if this is true or not. It says here that Boba Fett was originally introduced in the Star Wars Holiday Special. Was Boba Fett? Did Boba Fett appear in that before? Must I, have. Boba Fett appears in the in the second film. Yeah, he in is for just right, a in moment. Empire for just a moment, and yeah. then he, obviously we know what happens in the third. Yeah. Um, oh, he's pretty important in, in Empire. He goes and gets Han. Yeah, he does. Yes, from Han. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's not just a moment. He has a, he has a significant role in Empire. Yeah, but, but it's, it's not depicted it's as not, extensively. It's not very long. Right. You know, so he's per- not in the cantina? No, he's not. No. But then in, when they re-released, <laughs> I'm being a nerd, but when they re-released Star Wars, 
Uh, they they had that scene with Han Solo and um, uh, Jabba. Jabba the Hut outside of the Millennium Falcon when he they, steps on his tail. Yeah, they it's really awful, it's horrible. Uh, but they actually included uh, Boba in that scene as well too. So Boba Fett makes an appearance in the re-released version of right. the first Star Wars movie. Right, but it says here that it was first we see him in the Star Wars holiday special. I don't know it's if possible. I don't know if there's any validity to that or not. We did the last thing you see of him is him falling into the sand vagina. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he does fall into the sand vagina. Um, Shania Twain. Remember her? Yes. Oh, yeah. That don't impress me much and all that stuff. Uh, feel like a woman. Uh, she, I do. She revealed Thursday. Uh, on, Are you ready, boys? Uh, watch <laughs> what happens live that uh, she has peed herself on stage multiple times. For pleasure? No. Oh. By accident. <laughs> no, but... uh, I'm going to take a piss on myself throughout this song. The 53-year-old singer told host Andy Cohen how quick thinking helped her escape audience detection. In one instance, she said, I was I was very clever in this one moment. Uh, and she said that I stood up for my chair to get up and sing. I had peed myself uh, and the puddle. And she said, I just knocked my glass of water over. Ah, and made it quick cover. Seem as if she Has just she ever had full-blown diarrhea on stage? Sure, many times, of course. Uh, so, uh, she shared that or overshared that recently on the show. I like her. I do too. I always like her. Her thing always used to be half shirt. You remember that? Yeah. She was a big deal because she was showing her belly. Yes. Uh, in videos and stuff like that. And, and only Tony and, Bennett had done that before. Well, and, in, in Tony Bennett yeah. did that? Look at my belly. Yeah. Uh, so, no, but in country music, they weren't doing that type of thing. And she kind of. Took it extra sexy. Took it a little sexy. Level, yeah, yeah. Which was wonderful. Uh, in a bittersweet Facebook video, I have some some baby news here for you. Uh, celebrity chef Paula Dean reveals that her son Bobby Dean and his wife Claudia welcome triplets. Triplets. Yeah, son <laughs> Linton and daughters Olivia and Amelia. Linton. Linton. I've never. What? Linton, Dustin, and Residuin. Yeah, because yeah. Lint is going to be short. For Linton, right? Yes. There's you no don't way, do that to a kid. There's no way you're going to avoid that lint. Right. You got a little lint on your shoulder there. I'm just hoping that maybe it's Linden and whoever is doing this your, is misspelled. The, yeah, because Linton is just silly. Uh, do a search on that, Nick. If you I mean, would. it's a name. It's not uh, often used. Oh, but really? It is a name that people have used, and it's a last name. And sometimes, I guess, people will take last names and apply it as a first name. Well, Linton it is. They had the triplets in mid-October. The trio arrived a full four months before their Whoa. official due date. Yeah, that's pretty. Triplet preemies. Yeah. Uh, she said Bobby and Claudia's babies uh, came. She was 26 weeks and four days. So they're pretty early. And if you didn't know, Claudia was carrying triplets to Grandma. They're just beautiful, uh, she had shared. Oh, we uh, heard Grandma have an orgasm at a mall. You remember yeah, that? Oh, yeah. God. The 71-year-old continued that the names were picked to honor family members. She said, it's going to be a long ride for these precious three angels, but we've got complete faith that God's got his arms wrapped all around them, and he's going to see them through this until they can come home. Uh, that's... It, it looks like that might be January, so they'll have to stay in the hospital about three months, Paula said. They must have been tiny. I mean, yeah. five months is... Yeah. yeah. Uh, she added, uh, this family is so very blessed, and Bobby and Claudia are really, really proud parents. She was doing, if you don't know the story, she was doing a vibrator demonstration at well, the that, Mall of America. This particular part was she was on a Sibian. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> so you can, See you, uh, ladies. 
just like to orgasm at home using mechanical devices. Well, I'm here with some incredible products you need to check out. Let me hop on what is called the Sabians and you watch. Let's go. Oh, God. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. My O-ring just blew out. That was great. All right, what's a Sibian? It's uh, look it up. Oh yeah, yeah like you don't know. <laughs> uh, Jessica Chastain and husband uh, Gianluca Passi de Proposulo. Is that another disease that you get when you're pregnant? <laughs> Proposulo. Okay. Uh, welcomed baby. Really? Oh, oh let's hear it. Gialueta uh, Posse Chastain. Oh, my God. All right. G-I-U-L-I-E-T-T-A. Spells Hannigan. Gialueta. Uh, Posse Chastain. Via surrogate, uh, page six reports. The family of three was spotted on the Upper East Side this week visiting a pediatrician. Uh, The baby is about four months old, and uh, Chastain and the D... Uh, Prepo Solo got married in 2017. D Solo. I don't know. I'm terrible with names. No, those. That's a that's a mouthful. That yeah. name. Yep. Um. What else here for you? Okay. So st- try and help me. All right. Figure this out. Okay. So I don't know who John. Take my Mi- hand. I don't know who John Miller is. Okay. It says the ex-wife was the last to know. John Miller's ex-wife Caroline says she was surprised to learn of her own divorce online. The former spouse of Jennifer Garner's new love interest wrote in a now-deleted post on Instagram. Okay, okay so so who she's dating, I guess, a guy named John Miller? Yeah. John Miller they, is an actor, I believe. Okay, and his ex-wife, Caroline, wrote, Perform tonight in Texas with the always incredible and charismatic Chris Body Music. And, oh, apparently my divorce is finalized. I just found out on the internet. <laughs> Tomorrow night we play Dallas. Can't wait. So it sounds like Je- Jennifer Garner's boyfriend recently also got divorced. Yeah. And that she's found out about the fact that he's dating Jennifer Garner through the tabloids and whatever else. Can you see who John, new boyfriend John Miller is, what he does, what's his I know that story? Arthur Miller wrote Death of a Salesman. He did do that, and he was married to Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe, Monroe for a little while there. Um he owns Miso Robotics. So he's not. Oh, that's that guy. He's oh, not yeah. We had a long discussion about it. This is the, right. the robotic burger place. Yeah. yeah. But that's he right. acts like a guy who acts. The flippy tool. Yeah. Is what he's famous for. <laughs> so you act just like an, an actor. actor. Yeah. Uh, may I say that? <laughs> what, Casey? So she said that she found out she was divorced online. That online. it had been finalized. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. So she didn't know it was final until she read about it online. So, so this guy and Jennifer Garner ended up at my aunt's house last week. Yes, do tell that story. <laughs> All right. So uh, obviously the fires in California and Southern California are terrible. My aunt lives in Los Angeles, and uh, one of the results of all these fires happening is that there have been a lot of animal migration, migrations, wild animals, yes, and domesticated animals like farm animals have left their properties, and it's it's bad, believe it or not. It, you know there are a lot of things that have happened that are, that are terrible, but these displaced animals is another thing. My aunt actually has a little bit of property, and um, she lives in a pretty fancy neighborhood. So all of these animals had have ended up on her property. How much land does she have? Uh, for L.A., a lot. Yeah. And Diane Keaton's her neighbor. Okay, yeah. so yeah. she's got a, a she's bear good. chicken. Yeah. She's well done. Yep. Steven Spielberg's her other neighbor. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, um, 
uh, by the way, Diane Keaton was also at this. Okay, little, at this little <laughs> gathering. At this little gathering. You tell. So all of these animals are now on my aunt's property, and it has turned into, I'm not kidding or exaggerating, a de facto petting zoo. Yeah. So all of these kids are now in the neighborhood because all this uh, terrible stuff is happening, and, and they need some distraction. They need something healthy to, to do to distract them and have some fun. And so my aunt is is letting these people come onto her property and see these animals, and, and it, it's it's a petting zoo. And she turns around, and there are nine children in this one particular area, and uh, three of those children are Jennifer Garner's children. Ah. And so Jennifer is there with some of her friends, with her new boyfriend, John Miller, and uh, and Jennifer comes over and thanks my aunt for allowing everybody to come on the property. Did your like, aunt ask about the new Batman movie? Yeah, well, so <laughs> I saw my aunt on Saturday, okay. Steve, and I said, listen, the next time this happens... <laughs> Remind Jennifer Garner that your nephew is a producer on a radio show in Philadelphia. Yeah. Steve really wants to know about Batman. <laughs> so Susan, my aunt, said, I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. She also said that Jennifer Garner could not have, uh, oh. Garner could not have been a nicer person. You oh. just knew that, right? Yeah, all all yes. three of their kids, by the way, uh, public school, like they just, they're normal kids, you know, as far as normal can be in, in, a, in an environment like she that. She apparently fought hard to, to make that the case. So, and it, she seems like a, a really good heart. So, is your is your aunt basically has the the property sort? Is it enclosed? It is, and she has this fenced area. I'll, I'll That's ask awesome. to, Yeah, I'd love to see some pictures. Send some pics. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's pretty funny and pretty uh, you know an interesting thing. But she just turns around and there's Jennifer Garner. Wow. Well, speaking of the fire, uh, Queen Elizabeth is sending her support to California as the deadly fires uh, continue to rage on. In a statement Friday, she sent her deepest sympathies. Her statement continued by saying, our thoughts and prayers are with the family and friends of the victims and to all those who have lost their homes and livelihoods. I pay tribute to the courage and dedication of the U.S. Emergency Services and the volunteers that have provided support. Uh, her granddaughter-in-law, Meghan Markle, hails from California. So, and Of course, the Queen remembers the great uh, London fire in the 1800s. Right, so exactly. <laughs> so. And then uh, one last story. Hollywood took to social media to toast the passing of screenwriter William Goldman, who yes. died Thursday at the age of 87 from complications due to colon cancer. One of my favorite screenwriters of all time. Goldman won Oscars for Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid and All the President's Men. His other writing credits include the novels and screenplays for Marathon Man, Magic, and the much-loved The Princess Bride. Have you ever seen a movie with Robert Redford called The Great Waldo Pepper? Sure. Yeah, the the pilot. It's a cool movie. I think it's an underappreciated movie. He wrote that screenplay as well. Yeah, it was like these barnstorming uh, airplane guys back in the days when it was still in its infancy, and they would go town to town and make money doing air shows. It was a really good, it was sad moments in it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, among those sharing their fond remembrances, Rob Reiner, Stephen King, Topher Grace, Randy Mam Singer, Ben Stiller, Josh Gad, and Alan Horn. All right, clips. Ready for those. Yeah, Here we go. clip time already. Nowadays, actors are told to keep the secrets of shows and movies to make sure that there are still surprises from the audience. The same holds true for the show Manifest. But here, show actor J.R. Ramirez talks about not wanting to know the twists and turns ahead of time. Here we go. This is the first show that I, I've been a part of that I actually don't want to know. It's so crazy. Like, anything can happen. I think the element of surprise is something that's really magical in this show that every time we read a script, at least for myself, there's a moment where it just completely catches me off guard because I just didn't see it coming at all. You suck my d- and shut the f- up, huh? Wow. wow. Manifest will air a new episode tonight at 10 on NBC. That is my favorite TV show. Yeah. It is absolutely. You can't, not a day goes by <laughs> and you keep saying spoiler alert as if we're watching and we're not watching the show, but you're so wrapped up in it. 
And a lot of people have likened it to Lost, Preston. This is the first I'm ever yeah. hearing of it. All right, let's do the next clip. <laughs> Magnum from Magnum P.I.'s character with a diverse background in science and engineering. Uh, but he first started to apply these skills to MacGyver. What in, the hell? In, in the military. What? 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 Here, show actor Jay Hernandez talks about his character's relationship with Magnum after having served together in the military. <laughs> Anybody understand it? That is that? a blob of crap. So, so Magnum himself was supposed to be in the military. You remember, he was in the Navy the se- in the series. Wait, wait, is wait. Is that wait. what they mean? Okay, so Magnum. Magnum MacGyver? Magnum from Magnum P.I. is a character with a diverse background in science and engineering, but he first started to apply these t- skills to, quote, in quotations, MacGyver in the military, meaning he was a problem solver in the military, I guess. Okay. Not, not that MacGyver was there. Don't be cute. Here, show actor Jay Hernandez talks about his character's relationship with Magnum <laughs> after having served together in I, whatever. Here it is. Yeah, let's just hear it. All right, here it is. Your brotherhood. You know, it's uh, it's it's abandoned brothers. It's like we're there for each other, beginning to end. Uh, anything we need from anybody else is gonna we're gonna be there for each other. So I mean, I think that's kind of like what defines a relationship. When you go to battle, when you go to war, it, it changes you. And and one thing that people always come back from that with is that sense of brotherhood. So I think uh, you know that's really important to the characters. Hey, Baba! So it says, <laughs> I wouldn't expect it. Hey, hey, Baba. <laughs> Uh, is that where he plays Thomas Magnum? Yeah, he does in the new show. So he's he's a good actor. Is he the main character? He's, he's Magnum. Magnum. So he has Magnum, and Higgins this time is like a, a super hot British. Um, yeah. uh, she's very capable fighter of her of her own style. So it, it's it has the same character, same deal, same history of Magnum. Um, you know, and the guy is charismatic, so it's not bad. It's just not necessary. Does he have a cool mustache? He has no mustache. Oh. I think I recognize this guy. We pulled up a picture. Preston, I think he, in the movie Quarantine, he's one of the firefighters, I think. He looks like one of the one of the kids in uh, the movie The Rookie. Uh, he is. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, he's the, uh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Okay. I thought I recognized him. All right, cool. Uh, new episode of Magna P.I. airs tonight, 9 o'clock. That's on CBS, by the way. There you go. That's what I have for you in the entertainment <laughs> report. So, things to do today, folks. We have guests on the program. Uh, Dom Irera is stopping by because he's going to be at Helium Comedy Club Wednesday. And he's a local guy, so he's probably in a little early to meet up with some family. Absolutely. So, he's stopping by today. Uh, we'll talk to Cecily Tynan, 6ABC Dunkin' Donuts Thanksgiving Day Parade is this week. And we have an announcement that we will get to when the Bizarre File rolls around. And uh, I think it's some information that you'll be excited to hear about. Let's take a break. Come back in a second reminding you that we are one week. One week from today. Camp Out for Hunger at Xfinity Live. Wow. Get your stuff together as far as the donations go and get ready to join us. Lots of stuff all week long for you to participate in and to help out with. We'll be back in just a moment. What's new? Glad you asked. Ghost. Bad Wolves. The Struts. New music. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WNMR. So I'm going to do a shout out real quick. I got a an email that says, hey, I was wondering if I could get a shout out for the Timothy School in Berwyn, Pennsylvania. The Timothy School. Mm. 
uh, specializes in working with kids with disabilities. And uh, Kyle writes in and says, my girlfriend is a teacher there. She was so excited to tell me about the food drive they're having to support the Camp Out for Hunger. Wow. And I've been involved and visited every camp out every year, and it was awesome to have something so positive in common. Please say hi to the staff and the teachers at the Timothy School. Best regards. Have a great day. So that's from Kyle Catshirt. Uh, so he oh, you know up. what happened when he was growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know how that poor man. He, he yeah. gave him a visit one time wearing a cat shirt, and I think we nicknamed him that for the day. Oh, okay. Oh, is that what that's from? That's right. not, that's not oh, actually sorry, his last name. Because I thought yeah. that'd be a really unfortunate last name. That's yeah. how he signed it. It's yeah. Kyle Seep, S-C-I-P or C-I-P. Oh, yeah. That's better. That's better. That makes me happy. Quickly, I don't know if we'll go into further detail but later on, but thank you to everyone who came to Chickies and on Friday night. So much fun. So much fun. Steve, totally off his calendar release party. We had a great time. Kudos to our the staff and Eric Simon and everybody and the, the MM Army and everyone who is responsible for crowd management. Connor and, uh, and Connor Rick, did a great yeah. job. Really effective getting people through. We were thrilled. Yep. And uh, we had a we had a great time. The ladies were so much fun. And uh, they look phenomenal, of course. Unbelievable. And, uh, yeah. And, you know, it's funny because uh, what I didn't realize is, okay, so we're so we're wrapping up. And like, okay, you know, let me hang out and have another beer because Kathy was giving me yeah. a ride, which is cool. So I could imbibe and not have to worry about it. And she wasn't. And uh, and then Case is like, Sixers game's about to end. I'm like, <laughs> see you later, everybody. <laughs> Preston, <laughs> I was, I, I was, yep. if you've ever seen the, you know, the Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah. Right? You see a little cloud of dust. That was yeah. me and. Did Kathy. you see 2012 and John Cusack's driving away from the uh, <laughs> the pyroclastic flow from the volcano? That was yeah. me because it just got out in time. Uh huh. Yep. Exactly. So yeah, there were some guys sitting at the bar and they're like, "Hey, Nick, there's only a minute and a half game, and it was a really." Fun, exciting game. And I was like, I know. That's why I'm leaving. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So, uh, but it was cool. We had uh, we had a really great time. Uh, uh, some big love to our, our server for every year that we've been there, Christina, who She's was awesome. Chickies and Peach. She takes really, really good care of us. When I showed up, there was a, a, a cup of coffee waiting for me. Because uh-huh. my thing, you know, is my as the people from my land, they love to have coffee and crab fries. That's mm-hmm. the tradition. Yep. Uh, so, uh, thanks to everybody who came out. We had a, we had a really good time. And those ladies are going to be reappearing once again on mass for the Camp Out for Hunger. And that's on Monday night, one week from today. Bubbling over with personality. Everyone said how cool they were and we can't thank them enough for being, uh, so, uh, so wonderful. Yeah. So we'll start that in the tent around six, six or seven or something like that. Yeah, uh, now, mind you, for rush hour and everything, try to figure that into your travel plans mm-hmm. to get out there. So if you can, if you can, you know, get out or get off a little bit early or head straight from work, they'll be there. If you didn't get a calendar and didn't get one signed, you can take care of all that yeah. Monday evening, yep. right before comedy, hang yep. around for the comedy. That night. leads right into comedy night. Uh, the amazing David Tell, one of our headliners and uh, Rich Voss hosting it. We'll have details on who else is going to be joining those guys. We're going to have four comedians all together. And trust me, you're going you're <laughs> to want to come out because we're going to have a damn good time. Always is. Uh, and speaking of having a damn good time, um, over the weekend was Friendsgiving. Which is, um, so how, what is this how thing? long has that been a thing? Is it new this year or did you do it last year too, Marissa? No, I've been doing Friendsgiving probably for three or four years. Okay, so it's, you know, Thanksgiving, you, you get together with the family and that's set aside for 
you know, all, your crew that you do it every single year with. Friendsgiving's, Friendsgiving's for Rachel is, is maybe, yeah, for, for, for Rachel, Rachel Ross. No, uh, friends that you don't get to share that special day with, right, Marissa? Okay. Yeah, exactly. It's a party. Yeah. This, it's essentially a dinner party. This past weekend, it hit me that, like, this is a trendy thing. It's now a thing. It's now a thing. I didn't know that. No, yeah. no, no. I've no, never no heard one, of this thing. Preston, we just have to accept the fact that nobody, no one ever tells us the things. No. <laughs> you and I are the last to know the things. I would always... To me, as far as the friend thing goes, the biggest party night of the year, as it's always billed, uh, you know, uh, leading up to Thanksgiving, yeah. uh, that that was the time when you would get together with your friends. Yeah. But yeah. this is so routinely now it's the weekend before Thanksgiving for Friendsgiving. By the way, before this, I do want to point out that, you know, Marissa knows everything before yeah. we do. Absolutely. I was happy to hear she didn't know what a Sibian was earlier. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> that was one thing that I knew that she didn't. When you're, when you're, when you're in and around the crotch, we got you covered. We got you yeah, covered. Yeah. Man, I hope I get her for Secret Santa. <laughs> 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 Somebody sent me a video and I still don't want to watch it. All right. So so anyway, uh, it's the weekend before. Uh, it can be whenever. It literally, there's no date just set to it. Put a name on it, and you can stick it wherever yeah, you want. Exactly. It's just getting together with your friends, and everybody gets to make a dish. And it's usually like a Facebook invite at this point. You write on the wall what you're going to make. It's potluck then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and that's pretty what much, we called it at the turn of the century. Pretty much like <laughs> my mom will never let me make a turkey for as long as I can think. So you know, this is how we get to make our dishes, or like literally practice making turkeys before we go to our family and make them then. So no, kill your friends before sure. you kill your family. Well, she made it on the news. I did. Yeah. Did you really? I did, yeah. 6 ABC yeah. Uh, or Matt O'Donnell I saw tweeted out this weekend, uh, tag us in your Friendsgiving photo. So I tagged him in um, the final balloon photo, which did not make the news. Yeah. Okay. What, what did it say on that? Uh, count your effing blessings. Okay. <laughs> not, oh, okay. But, nice but sentiment. effing was all there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we found some dirty balloons to hang up around. Uh, so yeah, Matt and uh, Tam shared, shared it this morning. I am just sort of self-aware, and I realize that uh, my opinion on this is is a little silly. Uh, but please explain to me why I hate this so much. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's anything to hate. Uh, well, here's here's why I didn't like. Not it. Not at all. Here's why I didn't like it. I didn't know about it. <laughs> yeah, and oh, we hate man. what we don't know exactly. or understand, <laughs> and that really has worked out quite well, hasn't it? Over the history of this planet, we've managed to take care of a lot of problems. Case, I, I think this is more for for people who don't have families, that don't have kids. You know what I mean? Not mm-hmm. families, but don't don't have children. So there was one kid at yours, but I saw in a picture. Yes, and yeah. one child was conceived during your uh, your. Yeah. No, no, I, I think I, I I love this idea of getting together with with friends and and doing the deal and and. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think... I mean, who's at this party, Marissa? Like, I'm looking at these, these quote-unquote friends. I, I'm seeing... Are these, are these your friends? <laughs> no, they are. Casey, from, from right friends. to left, there's Stu Bykovsky. <laughs> oh there's... Oh. And there's ADM. Jervis. <laughs> yeah, there's... Uh, okay. Oh, there's the, the GoFundMe uh, trio there. They're all there. Oh, Dom Irero. Dom Irero. Yeah. Okay. You see my brother, my sister-in-law, <laughs> my friend Liz, Mia, Rob. You guys know my, Rob used to work for the Flyers. There's Tito. There's there. Rebe right there. Right. Latoya. Everyone. Right. Oh, Lil Za. Lil Za, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's a mixture of friends and and it expands like your friend group. Because if, you know. And Stephen Baldwin? This is a lot of my Sunday tailgate crew. Okay. For the Eagles games. And that has grown a lot over the past couple of months, the past couple seasons. Uh, So we all just got together and I made a really awesome mac and cheese. It's very nice. uh, And it looks like a good time. And and I I think, um, you know, Case. 
You, I have friends. You do similar, but however, your your Thanksgiving. I got friends. Your Thanksgiving is a is a is a multi tier effort that takes and you basically incorporate this into yeah. your multi tier Thanksgiving effort. Correct? Uh, I don't know. No, don't no. you do you do like two? Don't aren't you all around or? or well, for in years past, yeah, you would have to. I would do the two state tour. You yeah, know, I'd go to my in laws' house for you know dinner and then go back. But that was that's all family. That's yeah, all family. And then I used to go to the movies for the longest time. That was my tradition. I would go to the movies on on Thanksgiving night. Um, but uh, and that was maybe a way to get together with friends. But all right. So uh, there's a movie coming out next year called Friendsgiving, uh, and uh, Ben Stiller's going to be in it, Millen Ackerman, Kat Denning. So um, look for that in theaters in 2019. I, uh. I think that I'm a little jealous of this, to be honest with you. I wish my friends uh, would do something like this uh, once a year because I, I miss friends, and, and be able to get together on an, an occasion like this is fantastic. And then um, I also wish I did, and you, we've, we've talked about it before, you especially, Preston, but did Thanksgiving dinner more than once yeah. a year, you know? Yeah. Like, it's so much fun to be with family, to eat that much food. Yeah. The one problem is, though, do you, if you're if you're buttressing it right up against the actual Thanksgiving, I think, like, Preston's idea of, like, midsummer yeah. is, a, is a better alternative because you're, you know, who wants to pre-eat for Thanksgiving? True. Yeah. So a lot of the events that my friends and I do all revolve around food. Like, a couple of girls who I was with on Saturday night... Yes, we uh, we make necklaces, glass beads. No, um, we like have a once a month uh, ladies BYO dinner where we'll go to different BYOs around the restaurant around the city and just hang out with girls. And I, I don't see most of those girls except for that see, once a month. I okay. would absolutely go hang out with girls, but my wife would have an issue. <laughs> no, the the uh, uh, you know, Preston, I think you would agree with this. The, you. You're always up on my, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's go do that. Until it's the morning of the day oh. you're going to go do oh, it. Oh, we got to oh, do God this tonight. damn it. <laughs> well, oh, man. The reason, Why did I agree to this? The reason this works for us is because none of us are hosting Thanksgiving. Right. If any of us were actually hosting it and had to worry about dishes and having family over and everything like that, then we would hate it. Who hosted this? Uh, Robin Kate. Okay. So it was in their apartment. They're, I don't even think, I think they're going down the shore to their place for the, for the, uh, for Thanksgiving. You know what I wish I still did, Casey? We flirted with the idea. You, you told me about dinner club. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. a great idea. You started it, didn't yeah, you? And no, then I, we were going to do see, it. And see, there you go. And then That's got, a great idea. And then, then the morning of. Then you can't do it. Yeah. I, I mean, so it, it's a great idea. It was somebody else's idea that you heard about. No, no, we did it. Me, we, we, we okay. But somebody had told you about it, right? No. You no, made we, it up? We started it on our own. It's like oh. the running away club. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, you, you pick, uh, it's two couples. Yeah. You pick one, uh, one, it, it you alternate. Each month you get together. One couple picks the restaurant. The other p- couple picks a different couple to bring to the dinner. Right. And so, so that you both can talk about that couple. Well, that's it. <laughs> yeah. So you have dinner, and then the following month, you switch roles. One couple <laughs> picks the restaurant, the other couple picks the other couple to bring along. That's a pretty neat idea. Yeah. You know uh, what? Well, we, we did it different than that. Uh, I thought so, that was sorry to interrupt. No, our, well, because it was me, it was basically me and my brothers and sister and, and then my best friend. And so then what about the other cu- the, the couple? We, I didn't do it the same way Preston did it. Oh, okay. uh, it, was, it was so, more like Deer Hunter. But it, uh, we our, our only stipulation was that the whatever the restaurant was had to be a BYO. And and we tried to, and this is how hard it is, like we tried to plan the next dinner while at dinner, and it's like, well, alright, well, what about this day? Nah, we got yeah. this. What about that day? Nah, we got this. And then people were canceling, and you know, so that's the problem. So, Marissa, you guys are Count your blessings because, you know, as as life uh, begins to, like, <laughs> unfold and kids and this and that and the other thing, uh, you're not going to be able to, to do things like that. 
So I think I first heard about Friendsgiving as a thing that came after Thanksgiving, and it was a way that people would get together, uh, especially like a couple of days after Thanksgiving, like on, on Friday or Saturday, with leftovers. They would they would have a party with everything that was made at Thanksgiving. I dig that idea. We we would do something similar to that. To, to that. To that. To that. Uh, something similar to that. Because you're, but you know, again, it's you're just kind of clearing out the remains of. But everybody's the first in meal. town in theory, you know, home for the holidays yeah, yeah. or whatever, and, and so people would get together on that Friday or Saturday and then just take everything that they uh, hadn't used. How about how about foes giving, where you get together with people you hate, <laughs> <laughs> or is that just regular Thanksgiving? That could be regular Thanksgiving. I think I just hate the name Friendsgiving. Yeah. I think the yeah. name is a little it's stupid. too kitschy. Yeah, too it, cute. It's not uh-huh. clever enough. It's the, it's the man bun of phrases. Uh, <laughs> I'm going I'm to go to Jerry, who did uh, Friendsgiving. Hi, Jerry. You're on the air. Good morning. Uh, it's Gary, but thank you. Um, yeah. Anyways, what I was saying is we've been uh, doing for like the last five or six years. Mostly, it's once we all had apartments and whatnot. The um, the fact of the matter is, like, we do it about the weekend afterwards, or maybe two weekends afterwards. Depends on when everybody can get together. But we all have like our own families. Half of us do, half of us don't. We're all late twenties, thirties, and such. And it's just a way to let, get together. Let, let, let me ask you, Gary, because two weeks after uh, Thanksgiving, you're well on your way to Christmas. And, yeah, and, and but, so you're, you're you're coming around a time where you're probably going to socialize anyway, right? Yes, but the, like this year, just the, it was going to be the first weekend afterwards. Not everybody could do it, you know. So we uh, set a better date where more people could be involved. Would you so would you ever entertain the notion of Pre- Preston's original concept for this uh, this Thanksgiving meal, which would happen, say, like in the July? Summer? Yeah, yeah. yeah um, it's just something that kind of came up. I think originally, you know, it just somehow happened uh, about five or six years ago, and ever since then, we've. Uh, been doing it pretty ritualistically. I think you need. I think you need like like, a, like who's ever running these these things has to. You have to have a strong alpha in the group that'll that'll coordinate because getting multiple groups of people to agree on anything like you're talking about, Casey, you know, getting everyone to, to pick a restaurant or whatever or someone selecting becomes a pain in the ass. Yeah. And the that's social, why the social that? media aspect definitely helps with it. Having the you know everybody set the date and having you know okay hey listen we'll all go on to. Uh, this day, and that's how we actually figured it all, all out right. this year. All right. Have a lock and load date. All, all right. right. Thanks, Gary. Appreciate it. Uh, let me go to, there's a few others that have their version of it. I'll go to Tracy. Hi, Tracy. Good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, hey what? What's up, Tracy? <laughs> so I started a few years ago a Thanksgiving, uh, Friendsgiving breakfast. I do it on Thanksgiving morning. <sighs> And it's like a potluck. Everybody brings something. Thank, wait, all- hang on. I got, I got to back you up just a second, Tracy. That morning of the Thanksgiving Day feast, you do a get-together? Thanksgiving morning, everybody comes over. That's too much food. That's too much (laughs) eating. I I love you, Tracy, but I just, there's, how do you, how do you sock it away like that? Oh, no, I don't, the thing is, I don't cook, so everybody comes to my house, everybody brings something, I don't really have much to clean up. And then one of our friends named Matt brings, he makes Matt Moses. Which includes some champagne, some orange juice, and a ton of gin. Mm-hmm. So everybody just gets sent home to their families afterwards. So hours later, yeah. so nary, nary hours later, everyone's yeah. sitting down to a huge meal again. 
That I don't know. It's not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tracy. We may assume. No, yeah. I love this because you're up anyway cooking the turkey, so you might as well have your friends over, and breakfast is easy if Who it's are... all simple, like picky no. donuts and Danish and lots of mimosas. See, you, you're the ultimate social person, Marissa. You can pull <laughs> this together. Look, your, your friend, you, it looked like you were at uh, 30th Street Station. You had so many people at your house. Was that your place, by the way? No, it's my friend's okay. place in Fairmount. But, I mean, that's uh, that's a wonderful thing and, a, and that you're so beloved. I, but I, I, when you're trying to get stuff going for Thanksgiving, do you want that hanging around your house? Me personally, no. No. No, not get at all. Get out of here. I, I, like to, I like to spend most of my day in pajamas yeah. on Thanksgiving, uh, prepping in, in the kitchen and all that stuff. And then, and, and we eat fairly early. We'll eat like around 3 o'clock in the afternoon, something like that. And so I, then I'll, you know, I'll get yep. cleaned up and everything for that. But I like it to be kind of a semi-lazy day while kicking, uh, cooking in the kitchen. Uh, but I don't know. It's going to be different this year because I'm going to the uh, the parade in Philly. It's very exciting. Yeah, my son's going to be in it. We'll talk to uh, Cecily in a little bit about that. So you can come over my place. We'll have breakfast. Then we'll go to the parade. Uh, You'll have Matt Moses. You ready for me to come by at like 6 a.m.? In his Hell pajamas? Yeah. Actually, yeah, because I get woken up by all the people practicing. Oh, really? Yeah, because okay. I'm that close so to the parade. Cut to. <laughs> Preston, what? what? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Let me just make something for you. There's some casserole left over from Friendsgiving. <laughs> uh, let me see. Let me go to... It's uh, Vicky. Hi, Vicky. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Vicky? So, I've never been to a Friendsgiving, but my 10-year-old daughter was invited to one. And she got to see one of her teachers drinking for the first time outside of school, and she thought it was hysterical. I hate teaching, <laughs> and I don't like you. Yeah. Friendsgiving. So your ten-year-old was invited, and to to where your teacher was drinking in front of the school. Is that what you said? No, oh. at a friend's house. At one of her friends oh. who did it. And she invited a couple of her friends, one of whom happened to be a teacher at my daughter's school. Yeah, it was just a 10-year-old oh, and the oh, teacher, Preston. That was the party. I, guess. <laughs> I didn't understand. My 10-year-old's having spent the weekend with his teacher. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, is that the first Friendsgiving event that you've been to, Vicki? Yes, it was the first one. And what, was what day was that on? It was last uh, two weekends ago. Oh, so it was a little while back. I think what you do, an obvious one would be, if you're talking about people coming into the area and being around and you're accessing people who have taken time off or whatever, the Saturday before Thanksgiving would seem like a likely time for that, right? Yeah, maybe because Do I have to do everything? People are starting to arrive, but to ensure that everybody's in town, it might be after Thanksgiving, you know what I mean? Or as Thanksgiving's going on in another room. You could do that too. (laughs) Friends in one room and family in the other. Uh, Let me go to John, who's been doing it for a long time. Hey, John, good morning. What? John, are you there? Good morning. I am. Okay, what's up, buddy? Hey, so, uh, yeah, we call it Thanks McChris McQuanzica. <laughs> thanks, thanks McChris McQuanzica? Right, and uh, we've been we've been doing it since college, so for about 15 years. Okay. So do you, does this mean you do not celebrate the other days since you're kind of bundling them, bundling them all into one day? Well, the, the, the name is because it depends, like, the last couple of years we've had it around Veterans Day, but, okay. like, Previously, you know, sometimes we would have it in January because that's when, like, people were home and around. So You're just having a holiday party and you put a funny name on it. Yeah, yeah. kind of. Yeah. But, you know, the last five years or so, it's been pretty consistently 
a pre-Thanksgiving type of thing. Okay. You know you know what I do? And, and this is sort of similar, maybe in, in concept to what you do. So uh, we have the huge family gathering. My wife has like a, an Iroquois extended family, like, you know, a tremendous right. family. Yeah. So uh, uh, the week after New Year's, everyone comes and we celebrate and do the gift exchange and the whole thing. And then that that buys everyone extra time for, for gift purchasing. They let all yeah. the craziness go. All the craziness is out of the room. Yeah. And it just it just gets it's a lot more relaxed and, okay. and easier. So just a little bit more, you're still getting the same atmosphere, the same deal. Yeah. The same Here's quiet the desperation. No. Even though like, I don't have a horse and race here. Don't call it Friendsgiving if if there's not a Thanksgiving dinner involved with I was it. wondering the same thing, Casey. If uh, there some, needs to be turkey stuffing. Do people and, cook yeah, turkey it, and all otherwise that. just you're just having a party, you know, yeah. like or what if you're legitimately giving thanks yeah. that some of your friends could not attend? <laughs> so well, glad, but, so glad Stan isn't here. But you're also you're taking the word thanks out of it. Yes, right. If you're calling it friendsgiving, then it's not even a thanks thing. It's just a a friends thing. But you still got the giving part. I don't <laughs> even somebody, know, Casey. Why somebody do I care? I don't know. <laughs> that <laughs> sounds so spiteful right now. <laughs> somebody texted in earlier saying that they have the post Thanksgiving dinner that they host is called uh, your welcome giving. And it's, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Right? That's yeah. good. Yeah, That's I thought better. that was a good one. I like that a lot. Uh, let me go next to Jeff. Hey, Jeff, good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you guys? Great. What's up, Jeff? All right. Um, I'm trying to help Casey here. This might make more <laughs> sense for him. My, uh, my daughter, 23 years old, she went to uh, she moved to England in September. And it just happened her, um, her best friend growing up also lives there. So they got together just last Saturday night, and they had a Friendsgiving dinner because, obviously, in England, they don't celebrate Thanksgiving. Okay. So right. they, they can't have... Sore losers. They, they, well, they can't have a turkey dinner on, on Thursday? Um, they probably are both uh, have to... One, one works and one goes to school. So yeah, it's, it's, kind of difficult. it's not a holiday for them. So. Yeah. Yes, yes, they could. They work at they, night, or I don't know. The, the I mean, cause... No, um, no, my daughter goes to school, but she doesn't get home till like six or seven in the evening because of uh, uh, traffic and whatnot. And her friend, I'm honestly not sure what time she she's done work, but okay. I just figured that was a good idea. It was a good plan to yeah. uh, celebrate something at least that yeah. that they're missing this year. So. so you're saying most people would have a better experience if they just flew to London? Yes. Right? <laughs> yep. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Appreciate it, Jeff. Uh, which, by the way, with uh, all things Thanksgiving, I did see that, uh, you know, meal kits are popular right now. Uh, and Walmart has created the first ever Thanksgiving meal kit. Uh, it's forty seven eighty eight for a meal that serves six to eight guests. Instead of a tire pressure gauge? You choose from uh, either a glazed spiral ham or a smoked turkey breast as your main protein. And huh. each box also comes with mm. green bean casserole, mashed potatoes and gravy, stuffing and mac and cheese. And uh, to prep the dinner, one simply has to pop the dishes in the oven. I see that. Well, that's interesting. I, I kind of like that concept. If you're, you know, if that's you're, you're scaled back a little bit. I see more places this year, all different types of restaurants, even fast food places that are offering full like Thanksgiving dinners. Yeah. You know, that are offering for for takeout. And you they prepare everything far more than there used to be. It used to be sounded a couple places would offer that. You'd go maybe make arrangements to do that, but. Just about every supermarket chain and everybody has a similar thing. Yeah, and restaurants uh, as well will we'll make yeah. your your, uh, your Thanksgiving feast for you as well, which is, look, if you're not any good in the kitchen, I can understand why you might want to do that. I ordered mine from Dunkin' Donuts. You did? Dunkin', because we run on Dunkin'. We and do I figured that'd be a, uh, that would be a different alternative to the standard meal. Uh, let me, this sounds like a, a big undertaking. I'll go to Kevin next. Hi, Kevin, good morning. Hi, Grandma. Hi, Grandma. <laughs> What's up, Kevin? 
Hi. Uh, yeah, I'm calling because my friend, uh, usually about a week or two after Thanksgiving itself, so it's what he calls Thanksgiving too, where he cooks a <laughs> full day meal for fifty to seventy people. Wow. Oh, damn. Why? That. that... I, that he loves Thanksgiving that much. That's cool. Listen, have him take on that name, You're Welcome Giving. Yeah. You're going to do it after Thanksgiving. I like that. I'll, I, I'll bring it up to him. Yeah, bring it up because I think uh, I think it needs a, a moniker on it. Do you enjoy Preston talking about his friend who loves to cook for 50, 75 people? You, you make the meal for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Is it something you really look forward to? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay, because it's not, you're not doing any, any culinary pyrotechnics, but no. you just, you just love. It's good comfort food. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's, you know, I, I mainly, I'm the bird master. Right. So, so that's mainly my thing. And, and it's my also wife. a sexual term. And, uh, and if, if we do it right, we'll, we'll casseroles and things like that, you do the day before. Okay. Throw them in the fridge. They're covered up. They're ready to go. You just have to throw them oh, in the oven. Well, right now you might as well do it. Quickly in part. How to have a, a winning turkey for people who are planning on their... How to have a winning y- turkey? Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's pretty simple. I mean, uh, here's... Okay, I'm going to give you the best tip about turkey on Thanksgiving. Now, I've said this before, and it, it's not in cooking the bird. You can look up all different kinds of recipes. I go with the more simple, the better, but it's in the carving of the turkey. Yeah, okay, so the turkey the turkey's done. Hopefully, you have a nice, moist bird. It didn't turn out dry and, and, uh, and overcooked. But anyhow, you can look it up online, but what you do is you want to cut the entire breast completely whole off of the bird. And you can look up online how to do it. It's very simple. You run the knife down the breastbone, and then you slowly pull it out. Anyway, you have the entire turkey breast. Because what most people do is they carve it They carve it in slices right while it's still on the bird. And the way that you're cutting, if you do that, uh, goes with the grain of the meat, which makes it long and stringy. And if you take the actual breast off and you cut it across the grain, um, you end up with a much more tender experience in eating it. Same thing goes for, like, brisket. If you cut it one way, it's stringy and it's hard to chew up. If you cut it another way, it just falls apart in your mouth. Okay, we're seeing. uh, All right, so you're basically, you you chunk that breast right off that sucker. Yep, and then when you cut it. Right. You cut it. See, we're watching this now. They're they're going through. They're doing the the leg and the thigh. All right. But when when uh, when they get to the breast, you'll see the way that they cut it like that. This one's brutal, though, President, because the turkey's children are watching this, <laughs> and it's uh, it it will it's it's a much more uh, pleasant eating experience. All right, that's a good, that's so that's simple. It's a simple gesture. I've, I will never cut the turkey the other way again. First of all, my mouth is watering right now <laughs> watching that video, and I'm, I'm very excited for it. Uh, second of all, how will your cooking plans be affected by Thanksgiving morning? We're just gonna have to eat later in the day because we'll be at the uh, we'll be at the parade, which actually wraps up earlier than I thought it did. It's very good that your dad didn't want you home for the holidays, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, this was the deciding factor. We yeah, we okay. would have we would have skipped the uh, doing the parade if, if, right, if yeah. my dad didn't say it'd be a bit much for you to come in. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna do the parade. My son's gonna be in it. He's gonna be on the art museum and steps. Uh, but it, I think it ends at like eleven thirty or something oh, okay. like that. So With Santa, we'll, just, we'll push it back. We'll eat dinner around five or something like that instead. So nice. it should be all right. Uh, you pointed out that video to us last year, so I just reposted it on the website. Thank oh, you. Cool. The turkey carving one. So it's right. I learned that's there. You go. I gave Kathy explicit uh, details on how to cook a turkey. <laughs> yes, so. guppies. I have a special way I want the bird cut. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I forgot how expensive Thanksgiving is. I made a, uh, a, a mac and cheese recipe. It's Miss Patty Labelle's. It's amazing. It cost me forty five dollars. Why? Why? Because she hired Patty Labelle to make it. <laughs> Wait, to make what? It was mac and cheese. It had eight 
different types of cheese in it. Okay. See, well, it's much nice. cheaper if you use the Belle Biv DeVoe <laughs> <laughs> recipe. Right. Here's the deal. I, I saw that. I'm glad you brought that up, Marissa, because here's how much Thanksgiving dinner will probably cost you this year. Uh, the American Farm Bureau Federation had uh, looked into this. and We're they, members in good standing. Uh, they they polled people uh, to figure this out. They, uh, they've got volunteer shoppers across the country to check the prices of individual items and found on a typical Thanksgiving Day table uh, for a dinner of 10 people. And the list includes turkey, stuffing, sweet potatoes, rolls and butter, peas, cranberries, <sighs> a veggie tray, pumpkin pie, whipped cream, coffee, and milk. This year, 166 shoppers gathered the data in 37 states. They found the average cost... Was um, per person forty eight dollars and ninety cents, uh, so just shy of fifty bucks per person. Is that a decrease? Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. That's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. Just shy of five dollars per person. Wow, and twenty two cents cheaper than the cost of last year's Thanksgiving dinner. Fifty so bucks a 50, person. No, fifty bucks overall. This meal is going to cost us seven hundred five dollars a person. <laughs> we got to charge. We've got to charge for this. <laughs> We can't <laughs> afford this meal. Contributing to this. Well, what if we take the milk out? Was the price of a 16-pound turkey falling <laughs> to $21.71. This is like a wedding. Uh, the longest, uh, the lowest price has been since 2014. Listen, uh, we're going to give you f- refills on the uh, apple cider for free. Yeah. Uh, I have there. Imagine you show up at your relatives and there's five different plans. You will go with the silver plan, please. <laughs> I'll take the Marissa oh, oh, mac and cheese plan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's Patty Labelle, you know. It was uh, so good. Yeah, but there there is the Corey Hart uh, <laughs> discount, and then the Richard Marks is just simply uh, tuna. <laughs> Uh, okay, so it's about five dollars a person. So, so that's less a, than I thought. I was gonna <laughs> it's better than forty eight dollars a person. Yeah, Marissa, how much did you spend on your mac and cheese alone? Uh, I, I think I was being dramatic, but I think it was somewhere like thirty five or forty dollars. Wow, okay. and yeah. that didn't um, include the cost of whatever you had to bake it in or whatever. She made sun. She made sun mac so and like, cheese. She just put it on a on a table out on there. Because I've done that. I, you know, I, like I made like a $60 hummus, but that included the food processor that I had to buy. <laughs> oh, yeah. In order to make hummus. <laughs> you know? No, I, I had the uh, I had the the dish. Yeah. But, yeah, no, eight types of cheese. And then I have this huge block of Velveeta that eight. I don't know what to do with. Eight types of cheese. Yeah, I can much. name them all if you want. I'm going to go to, well, yeah, go ahead. Where, uh, where, where were they? I shouldn't have said that. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> it was... Two types of cheddar. It was a mild and a sharp cheddar. It was a Munster. It was a Pepper Jack. <gasps> it was a mozzarella Velveeta. Crap. You put crap in that thing? Ew. <laughs> Monterey, ja- Monterey Jack and something else. Something else. Sorry. Wow. There I bet you, you no one. I bet you everyone could taste one cheese. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I was at a restaurant last night. Great restaurant. My son is ordering a, a hamburger and says, I just want American cheese on it. She goes, we don't have American cheese. We have cheddar. And she goes, cheddar's the same thing as American. <laughs> oh. It is what? not. I almost stopped in my tracks and went, what the Bitch. hell kind of crap are you shoveling around here? Because that ain't can the you, case. Can ever. you come over here? Can you come here for a second? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> whore. So no. It's just cheese. No. It's just cheese. And there was no call for that. No. Well, I do have one more secret for mac and cheese. Uh, Trader Joe's has this thing called everything but the bagel. So it's like all the toppings on an everything bagel in a little shaker. Oh, no Those are ex- oh. that's excellent. By the way, that that as a topping on different things, I had uh, over at Harvest in Radnor. 
my favorite um, salmon dish is basically like that. That everything bagel ground okay. up on a, on salmon. It's delicious. Um, I gotta get some of it's that. It's good on Marissa, everything. I would love to have that recipe because I have a couple of holiday parties. I got uh, friends miss and uh, my friend Year's Eve party <laughs> coming up. Uh, that I would like to. Can I come to one? Yeah, uh, I'm writing this down because I need to get some of this. Everything but the bagel. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. If you want to make Tina Turner casserole, Preston, <laughs> that's really the best way to do it. Now the Ike. Meat is very good, but you have to pound the hell out of it. Oh, stop it. <laughs> the, uh, the Trader Joe's uh, butternut squash mac and cheese is also delicious. Uh, so, as long as we're throwing our plugs. <laughs> I'm going to have a Ike Turner steak. It wasn't a plug. It was just a oh. <laughs> information. I'm just saying, right? It's good mac and cheese. <laughs> I bought it. Okay. Anyway, uh, I think we've changed some lives. Uh, Friendsgiving uh, was over the weekend. or No, it isn't. It's whenever you want to do it. It's whenever you want to do it. But what? 6 ABC was pointing it out, and Marissa's picture made it on to their, their morning show this yes. morning, which we, we thought was good. Better that than they caught it robbing a liquor store. Yeah. Yeah. But what, you know what? One last call, because Jessica's been on hold for a long time. She's been doing Friendsgiving for a while, and I want Please. to go to her. Hi, hi, Jessica. Good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, hey what? what? What's up, Jessica? <laughs> oh, my God. I just said bitch on the radio. Oh, my God. <laughs> <She> did. <laughs> Even. So, um, so my friends have been doing Friendsgiving for several years since we were in our mid-20s. And over the years, like, you know, we sign up online. Everybody brings the dish. So over the years, though, um, more people get invited, and everybody starts procreating. So now... That's a hell of a party. At the party? party. (laughs) All right, everyone, take your pants off. (laughs) There's a lot of children. So now, last year, we had about 28 of us, and then this year, we're going to have, like, 17 babies. Like, 17. Jesus. So the kids are starting to outnumber us. So we're trying to figure out, should we rent a fire hall? Should we have it somewhere else because it's getting really crowded. Sounds like it's starting to be not fun. It actually is a lot of fun because, well, now I have a baby this year, so my baby can, like, interact with everybody else's baby, so it gets a little bit more exciting. Is, is, um, it, is it imperative that you're always with the baby? Could you leave for a couple hours and put some dry food out in a bowl and some water? <laughs> I guess I could. But, well, I, so, um, I know, so now it's becoming a logistical issue, right? It's becoming, like, too big. There's, yeah. like, so many of us. So we've actually had to, like, uninvite people. <laughs> like, it's come to that point. Oh, see, now that, that's now is where you're playing with fire. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah. Because people are, um, you know, and this is where this is where the, the dynamics and the drama get involved. And Yeah. And, yeah. Because aren't it's, you, don't you assume you're automatically invited? You yeah. went last year. We're of course, friends. We'll, yeah, we're yeah. friends. we got to do it again this so year. So I guess Jessica's a bitch. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> she said she uninvited me. Which Just fi- because I had quadruplets. Marissa, will that turn into your thing? Is it because it uh, each year gotten just a little bit bigger each time and everybody just assumes that they'll be invited? Uh, yeah, but but everyone's invited. This is actually pretty small compared to the one that we had last year. So I'm well, pretty sure that like, I saw there were about twenty people there. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure nobody's getting married in this group, so we're all pretty good. <laughs> Je- <laughs> we're all fine. Jessica clicked off, but then then when you when you have a uh, when you have a situation like that, how long before the call comes? Um, listen. Uh, it's going to be really crowded. Like your dad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's going to be a little much. It'll be a bit much. It'll be a bit much. We know you've been in the past, <laughs> but, you know, it's just a bit much. Turns out year. your company isn't as dazzling as it used to be. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyhow, well, hopefully you have had or are going to have a fun Friendsgiving where you can just say, suck it and just do Thanksgiving. Just do Thanksgiving yeah, or whatever. Or just push it back to the uh, Friends of July or uh, Fourth of Friends Lie or yeah. uh, uh, Friendsorial this Day. Year, or- this year. This <laughs> year. This year, we, we should institute an actual on-the-air 
Thanksgiving meal. Pick a day. I love it. And then in the do summer. it. Deep fry Lo- try and lock and load. Ha- look at years ago, someone said Christmas. Let's do it. Yeah. And, and look and it, Look what an industry has become. You guys want to put it on the calendar right now? Not right no. now. Okay. No, we do not. Right, no. <laughs> to wait to the camp out for hunger. Nothing's going on the camp. Marissa's uh, uh, too comprehensive. Like All right, I'm we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment because we do have an announcement about an event that maybe you've heard of or been to before. And you'll get that detail when we come back. And uh, our friend Dom Irero is going to be here shortly. Yeah. Too. We'll be right back. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Totally Office Calendar 2019. 12 magnificent months featuring the most gorgeous girls and our loveliest listeners. On sale now for just 15 bucks in the MMR Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Order by December 10th to have it in time for the holidays. Or get your hands on a free copy at an upcoming calendar raid while meeting the girls and the members of the show. Details at WMMR.com. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Real quick, I want to do a butt plug, Ooh. if you will. And uh, we got this e- uh, email from Mike Boyes, and he told us about this. Uh, it was a couple weeks ago, uh, Philadelphia police officer um, uh, Paul Su- Sulak was uh, was shot in the line of duty. He's yeah. doing all right, but he's going to be out of work for a while. And so they're having a beef and beer for Paul on Sunday, December 2nd. It will be at FOP Lodge number 5. It's kind of an afternoon thing, 3 to 7, so there's going to be plenty of time for you to go by there. But that's December 2nd. Tickets are 35 bucks, and uh, Mike asked if we would spread the word, and we said absolutely no problem. I would imagine the information is already up on the community section of PrestonandSteve.com. Yes, it is. I'm uh, definitely going to head over to that. So, uh, so it says Paul Sulak Beef and Beer, so you can get all the details right there. So I just wanted to uh, give a quick plug for that, and all the information is right there on the website, and we'll hit that a couple more times awesome. before the event. Uh, we also have another event coming up, which I'm going to give to you the details after the Bizarre File. Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by Heritage Business Systems. The document imaging equipment solution is Heritage Business Systems. Service, satisfaction, reliability. That's Heritage Business Systems, and they are your authorized Canon copier dealer. We will begin with this. Police charged a McDonald's employee in Bluffton, South Carolina, Friday after she assaulted her manager with bacon. With bacon? Yes, she assaulted her manager with bacon. Bacon. The cruelty of it all. Uh, The assault happened when a manager asked a cook to stop eating bacon while working in the kitchen. When the cook kept eating the bacon, the manager told her supervisor about the issue. That angered the employee who backed the manager into a corner and tried to shove hot, crispy bacon in her face. The manager tried to push the cook away. The cook, still holding on to the bacon, hit the manager in her face. Put it down! Put it down! And then threw a cup of an unknown substance at the manager. Another employee had to break up the fight and then called 911. So it was a bacon cut. Yeah, bad cut. I would have taken the little pickle slices and chewed them into flying stars. (laughs) Hurled them quickly. They were using whatever they could, man. A man accused of threatening to blow up Willie's chicken shack on Tuesday night claimed to police when uh, confronted about the allegation that his words were merely a reference to a bowel movement. Oh. Arthur Posey was booked on charges in connection to to a uh, bomb threat after his story was not corroborated with the restaurant's employees. 
Shortly after police were made aware of the bomb threat, an officer confronted Posey inside a business where the officer saw Posey enter. Posey claimed to the officer he told a male employee that he was, quote, going to blow up the bathroom (laughs) in reference to a bowel movement. However, police say a Willie's Chicken Shack employee told officers Mr. Posey never told him anything about a bathroom. Uh Uh-oh. So Posey faces two counts of communicating false information or communicating false information of planned arson. The restaurant's manager said that Posey went into the restaurant and approached the food preparation area, then asked her what time the restaurant closed. She told the man that she didn't know when the restaurant closed. The manager said... Uh, that the man then replied, y'all about to close right now because I'm going to get a bomb and blow this place up. Oh, that sounds completely different. Yes, the manager told police that she took the threat very serious. But kudos to the guy for quickly going, no, I said I was going to blow up the bathroom like taking a dump. So it's, it's inventive. He tried to cover himself. And I but... don't know if there's any point system that they can award, but yeah. he might get a few there. Fortunately, other people heard him say the, the real threat, so yeah. he's, he's getting in trouble for that. A holidaymaker who is suing British Airways for over $10,000 has told the court that he was injured after being forced to squeeze into a seat next to an obese man. He said he was the size of Jonah Lomu, who is an, I think is an Australian uh, rugby player. So Stephen Prozer claims that he suffered personal injury and loss of earnings after being made to sit next to the large passenger during the 12-hour flight from Bangkok to Heathrow. I'm okay. Uh, the court heard the self-employed civil engineer claim cabin crew ignored his complaints that he would be injured to f- if forced to sit next to the extremely wow. large passenger who he described as being six foot four and weighing approximately three hundred pounds. That's a big boy, uh, Prosser, who is five foot three, by the way, <laughs> uh, said that he was uh, he was that large that he had to force his buttocks between the armrests of the seats. Uh, he sat with his knees wedged against the seat in front, and the rest of his body was overspilling into my seat by some inches. I was immediately aware that this was going to be problematic for me, and I could feel the weight of his pure bulk putting lateral pressure on my upper body. This forced me into a position of unnatural posture. Due to the size of him, when he placed his arm down at times, he would rest on my armrest, and he would accidentally turn the volume of my audio up to an extreme loud volume each time. Retired. He said that he chose not to take issue with the passenger because he seemed self-conscious, but did complain to the cabin crew, who allegedly told him that there were no other seats available on the fully booked flight and did not allow him to swap with someone else. This is very uncomfortable. Prosser said the incident left him with a continual back spasm and an injury causing his uh, sacroiliac joint at the bottom of his spine to malfunction. He said he, being forced into an unnatural position during the long-haul flight, also aggravated a 12-year-old spine injury caused by driving long distances and to work. rendered him impotent, did it not? It may have done that yeah. as well. Timothy Salisbury, representing British Airways, said that Posser was exaggerating by comparing the other passenger to the late New Zealand rugby legend Jonah Lomo. Lomo. Salisbury said uh, cabin crew on the flight described the passenger as tall but not overweight, so he had encroached on the other seat. The hearing continues, so uh-huh. I don't know who to believe in this particular one. All right, and then we'll do one more story, and then we've got to get to an announcement. Let's stay at the airport, shall oh, we? Oh, please, right. yeah. Uh, delayed flights can truly be the worst. One irate passenger actually uh, decided that arson was the only way to respond to his delayed flight. On Always pa- a helpful tool at the airport. Pakistan International Airlines Flight PK-607 bound for Gilgit, Pakistan, 
was delayed on Thursday for technical reasons and then ultimately canceled due to bad weather at Islamabad Airport. At this point, some passengers shouted in protest and pushed airport personnel over the cancellation, but one passenger took it a bit step, a few steps further uh, and lit his own luggage on fire. This is ridiculous. I have a business meeting. I'm going to set my luggage on fire. Yeah. Uh, luckily, no one was actually hurt in the fire, and it was put out by Civil Aviation Authority firefighters. There. All yes. my personal belongings burned right up. What are you going to do about it? Uh, despite the fires and protests, the flight cancellation Damn, was, I shouldn't have done that. was actually <laughs> quite routine, they said. And I don't know why I did that. There you go. That's what we have in the bizarre file for you. This. Oh, my God. We're making an announcement. This is exciting. Yeah, this is uh, this is cool. We love doing this event, and we are going to fire it up one more time, and we're actually kicking it up a notch, I'm going to tell you. I'll get you the details in just a moment. But it is time, once again, ladies and gentlemen, to welcome you to the Preston and Steve Christmas Miracle Party! The Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Edition, mind you, and it's at Parks Casino once again, Thursday, December 20th. However, we're not doing it in the 360 Lounge. We will be at the Parks Casino New Excite Center. This room is a mofo. It's big. It's very, very big, and uh, there's a great stage. It's beautiful. We'll be broadcasting live. We will be giving away huge gifts all morning. And remember, we make this specifically for tried-and-true Preston and Steve fans, and you need to know things about the show in order to win. We do a uh, panel of contestants. We ask you trivia questions about the Preston and Steve show. We have different packages up for grabs that we give away everything from we've done trips and motorcycles and we've done, you know, uh, full theater packages, home theater packages and video game packages and all kinds of trips, cash, cash, lots of things, livestock. I don't know if we I don't know. Maybe this year. Uh, But anyhow, you got to win your way in. So once again, put that date aside. It's Thursday, December 20th. At Parks Casino in the ins- inside the new Excite Center. And we broadcast live. We give away the huge gifts. You have to win your way in. Listen to win a pair of seats. Only the seat winner will be eligible to win prizes that particular morning. Winners and guests have to be at least 21 years of age to attend. So you can bring somebody with you, but they're not going to be eligible to win. Just you, the winner, uh, when you do. So you can click events at uh, WMMR.com for details, including a list of Miller Lite ugly sweater pre-parties with specials and ugly sweaters to win at those. Marissa is going to host a final pre-party nice. in December with 10 seats to give away to join us for the event. Wow. Yes, Pretty sweet deal. <laughs> uh, so get yourself set for that, Case. And I, I think the great thing that, that is happening this year is is the Camp Out for Hunger is actually it's happening earlier than, than in years past. So that kind of gives... Um, the time between the Camp Out for Hunger and the Christmas Miracle, a little bit more time to breathe. Exactly. Like, they're I, not I agree. just right up against each other. I love the way, so this way we mm-hmm. can savor the Christmas Miracle for what it is, the single most important day on Earth. Yeah. Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, and are we doing giveaways now? Oh. I don't know anything oh, about that. I, I don't know. I, uh, oh, wow. I was oh, not expecting that Well, we don't have to. I, I don't, I'm, I'm asking you. If we don't, then then we don't do it right now. No, we, we do not have giveaways yet. Okay. All right. So this is just a put it in your calendar, 
and uh, get yourself ready for that. So once again, that is going to be on the 20th of December at Parks Casino inside the new Excite Center. And we'll tell you when you can call in to win that. We have so much stuff coming up, man. Like I said, the camp out is one week from today, Monday night in particular, Monday during the day as well. A lot of great things going on. If you are a Flyers fan, you know how to ice skate. They're actually giving us the ice for an hour after the show. And the first 100 people that bring their skates down to the camp out for hunger, we're going to we're gonna wrap up the show. We're going to go across the parking lot. We're going to go on Flyers Ice and have an open skate. You're going to show your uh, ice skating chops? I, my ice skating chops aren't great. But your roller skating chops, that's where you're excited, You want me to right? do it on the ice? Do that. <laughs> Put little blades on the wheels. I, I'm hoping to. It'll be cool. And and that night, a couple of other things going on. Jackson's Jeep Club is going to be coming out. Big we crowd. Have, we have our calendar girls coming out for an autograph session of the Totally Office calendar. And we have our free comedy night taking place and let me just this is massively it's it's important. somewhat free because you have to you have to donate in yeah. order to get in but it doesn't cost you any cash but come down and make a donation uh but i do want to give some love uh to the comedians that have uh offered to do this because they do it absolutely 100 free of charge and a lot of these guys come in from out of town when they don't have to be here yeah yeah and you know we have uh, you know david tell is coming in just for this event love it that night and and he's one of our headliners we got four all together and uh rich foss as well doing it for free coming out and hosting the event we got a couple other names we're going to add yeah uh and oh uh louis katz is going to be featured as well so I can't thank these guys enough. It's so cool. So please be a part of this. It's it's a big night. And yeah. honestly, we we want to make this the biggest one we've had. The big, And they've all been huge and wonderful. But let's make this one, especially with the confluence of all the things going on, the most well-attended comedy night in Camp Out history. Yep. So that is, that's just Monday alone. It's just Monday. And then we got everything else. Then we're else going home. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, no, no. We, oh, we have the whole rest of the week, the of course. Yeah. We have to do that. So I just wanted to uh, give you a heads up on all those things. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. In a moment or two, uh, we'll talk in a little while to Cecily Tynan. The parade is coming up on Thursday. Uh, and uh, Dom Irira is here. He'll ah! be in our studio in just a moment. Stay with us. Ladies and gentlemen, your attention, please. Acme Markets proudly supports Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger beginning Monday, November 26th at Xfinity Live in South Philly. If scheduling prevents you from attending in person, you can still make a difference. Stop by your local Acme throughout November and make a donation at the register. Just look for the Camp Out can when you check out. And Acme will make sure your donation goes toward foods that fill abundance needs most to help area families. Go to WMMR.com slash Camp Out for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Acme Markets and 93.3 WMMR. Putting filling first. You know what's great about this time of year? A year, uh, a lot of people come home, and we end up uh, running into some of our favorite people. Absolutely, uh, we had uh, Big Jay Okerson last week. Yeah. We love Big Jay to death, as we do our next guest as well. Who's going to be at Helium Comedy Club Wednesday? There's a seven thirty show, and then Friday and Saturday, seven thirty and ten p.m. shows at Helium. Please welcome our very good friend Dom Irera yeah. to the program. Hey. At Helium, where I kill. <laughs> By the way, Marissa, yes. not for nothing, I'm not trying to start anything. You read much better than Catherine. Wow. I mean, you have a crisper, clearer wow. voice. No, I like her, but okay. I mean, this... Uh, you're an honest man, and we've known you over the years. You, you speak from the heart. That's what I'm about. That's what you're about. Uh, I le- learn from the best. Yes, well, there you go. Let me get started, because I've been waiting to, to say this uh, to you. <laughs> I love uh, you, too. <laughs> I love you, too. The Bruce Willis roast, and I told, told these guys about it, um, which was a couple months ago, and it's one of these cavalcade of... 
a group of people who clearly don't know Bruce Willis, you know, and, and it's not really a yeah. Rose Rose. You know Bruce Willis. You've yeah. known him for a long time. And, and I knew him before he, uh, I knew him when he was a bartender. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you go you go way back. And yeah. so he I, had he requested that you, you be in, in the dais? Yeah, part of his contract. He had to have uh, Kevin Pollack and myself. Okay, and then you know, I mean, look what they put: Dennis Rodman, like like Bruce sings out with Dennis Rodman, right? And Martha Stewart. I had to follow Martha Stewart on a Saturday Night in Hollywood. And I, she was really good. Well, the people who wrote for her wrote a yeah. good thing, and then they're reading off the teleprompter. I don't want to diminute what they do, but the truth of the matter is, you're there, and then you get up. I think Nikki Glaser did a solid job, and I think yeah. you, you, but you, you came. And you're, and I think a lot of people don't realize, you know, how long you've been at this and how hilarious you are, and, and so you come in almost ninja style and <laughs> level the room. And and um, what was great is prior to you, Edward Norton had got, and I think Edward Norton's a great actor. He's you know phenomenal actor, but he's he's there, and his speech was sort of uh, as he's doing this thing for Bruce Willis. He's, yeah, yeah. He's sort of saying. You're not a look at. You're not a really good actor, and yet you get all these accolades. And yeah. it, and it was, and the tone. I I know that it's a roast, but it was, um, it would just seemed weird and self serving. And you got up and drew attention to it, and it was hilarious. Thanks. I mean, he. It's supposed to be about Bruce. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, he talked about why he's Bruce is a movie star, and he's not. That's exactly why. Yeah. Because he, because of the way he is. Right. Right. I mean, he Bruce has charm and likability. I mean, it's not just about acting. You can find an actor anywhere. But it was, you know? and 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 he's there, and, and everyone, and you you just would not let it off. I the knew hook. that I knew they were going to hate me or like me for that, and they started cheering. Yeah. Yeah. He was so into himself. Oh my god. <laughs> And he was going like this to me, like, you know, putting his hands like, come on, like, you want to fight? Right, right, like, right. I'm going to fight Ed Norton. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, ta- I'll tackle that best. <laughs> and then you you close with a bit. Well, that was great. Uh, the daughters? The, the daughters are in the room. And by the way, Bruce Willis's daughters are laughing at everything. Every comment. They got the spirit of the roast. They're getting it. They're having a great time. And uh, the bit you did, which I, I don't want to, you know, I don't. We, we actually played it when it first did. But it was just killing about how, how a dad... Will be proud of his son as being a sexual stallion, but you never hear him boast no. about a daughter. That's my daughter. Listen to her up there. <laughs> Ten guys, right in a row. She doesn't even take a breath. <laughs> it's my baby girl. <laughs> and you keep cutting to Ed Norton, and Norton's like, "Oh my god!" Like you know, it's like he, he, it was it was agitating him even further. It yeah. was it was just a perfect um, symmetry of stuff. Well, he was the only one that didn't say hi to us in the back. Really? Yeah, Simple Shepherd was friendly. Martha yeah. Stewart, everybody was friendly. Even Rodman, he was drunk, but he was nice. <laughs> but the, he, he just thought, these people aren't worth it to me. I don't even know them. And the thing is, yeah. he is a great actor, but I've, we've always heard he's difficult to work yeah. with. So I guess that's right in line with the legend. Well, you the know? fun thing is, because it's under the guise of a roast, I meant everything I said. <laughs> None of, you know, it's like, I'm only kidding. I wasn't kidding. Yeah. And people you can tell. Yeah. yeah. It was great. So, do you enjoy doing those things on, a, on for the most part, or is you it know, is it sort of lost its charm? It's a little corny for me, like yeah. the, especially when you hear you can hear them writing, and like it's nothing from their soul. I'm yeah, not, not that I'm such an artist, but that's the only thing I don't like about it. I mean, you know, the writers are really good, but I mean, how many times can you say that uh, Sybil Shepherd had a lot of guys? I mean, yeah, they, yeah, right. You know, they just starts getting. So the later you go on the show, the harder it is. Right, right. There were years ago when they when they had the actual original. We talk about the roast a lot on the show because it's one of the things 
We used to. I used to love those that when there would be recordings from the Friars Club. That yeah, yeah. End up I on did a lot of those. I was like the young guy. And oh, they, really? They, yeah. They took care of me. Steve Allen used to send me jokes. I mean, Steve Allen, you know, it was like wow. incredible. But uh, I I did his roast years ago at the Sheridan in New York, and I call up the house, and Demi picks up, and she does verbatim what I said. I mean, I can't do any of it on the air. Really? Yeah. One of, one of the <laughs> one of the lines I remember was not in a gay way, like a Viking. <laughs> and I'll tell you off the air what. what it already about. sounds good. It she, already sounds good. She's brilliant, man. I mean, is she? Yeah. Demi is. Yeah. You, you saw her. Yeah, thing. she was really good. Was incredible. That, did she write that? I don't know, but yeah, I mean, yeah. she's such a good actress, and you know, I he got a tear in his eye because of some of the things she said. So I, you know, me, I'm like a sap for that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. So I started like I, I started to cry because he was crying. Yeah, and then I'm thinking we can't let people see this. Yeah, <laughs> how, we're how, wise guy comedians, right? How 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 close? I mean, so over the years, would you say you're? I mean, obviously he asked you to be there. Do you do you see him often? Or? I don't see him as much now because he lives in New York. But yeah. you know, we always get together and. Uh, He's really funny. I mean, I don't know what's that. No, no. no when you're done, yeah. I, I have a follow up. This is just letting him know that I oh, want to jump in here. He would tell me to pick up Ignore the pace. This. No, pick up the pace. With you two, with two. Yeah. <laughs> Say less things, but be funnier. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know. It, so, so, but, but to that uh, to that point is is that and Preston's Preston's next. As I'm he's next. Like, no. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, in, in the days of the bartending and everything. That's you know, what I was going to ask. Yeah, okay. So, oh. Preston, you say it. <laughs> I was just and I'll raise my hand after. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I don't need to go now. No, I, I was just going to say, where was he ten and bar when uh, when you guys first uh, met? It was a place called the... Uh, was it in Jersey? No, no, in Manhattan. And he used to come oh. over and he, he we would hang out. And he loved when I did this lounge comedian. And uh, it was like, uh, is this thing on? Hello? Is this sound system working here? What do you call a dog with no legs? Nothing, no matter what you call me. Hey, come in. <laughs> and he always, oh, oh, oh. And well, I'll tell you something funny about it. Looking back, I was starting to get a little bit a little bit of heat, if I may, yeah. about stand-up comedy. So I, And the group wasn't paying anything. And so I, we had to get replacements. So I, I brought Bruce in to audition. He didn't get it for, for, came, from my improv group. He wow. didn't get he he got rejected. Isn't that amazing? Here's a guy like a billion dollars yeah. later. Oh my so God. hang in there, you actors. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give up. Wow. Uh, so that that's cool. I mean, you've you've been at it a while. Have you have you ever? Have you ever been in a Willis movie? I, I don't. Uh, has he ever? No, but he was in my HBO special, which was he was really funny. As a matter of fact, I look back on it. And I think he had the Die Hard clothes on right he came right from the set to do this thing for me louis anderson was in a dress and he was a um a, a maid right and he comes in he goes mr ira don't you have to get up for your hbo special i go what are you doing in my room you know and he goes well look at you you know mr big deal what are you going to do with all that money he walks out bruce is under the covers he goes donna can you let me 320 dollars <laughs> you have a series what do you need money for because my cousin donna i said remember the time you wouldn't give me a slug of that soda he goes, you had a cold sore. I said, it wasn't a cold sore. It was a bug bite. And anyway, he was, was that Louis Anderson in dress? I go, yeah, he looked good, didn't he? Yeah, very good. And then we just went back to it. But, so Bruce was on my thing. That's all the movies great. he's done. But I don't think I've ever been in a scene with him in a movie. But we've done a lot of improv together and goof, goofing around on stage, you know. So so uh, how have things been going throughout the year? You, you're out. You, you tour a lot. You you know, you're, you're a working comedian, obviously. Uh, Did you, you know. see that crappy show I was on? No, uh, what show? I'm dying up here. I mean, it no. wasn't. You know, they had a lot of good things. I appreciate Jim Carrey just gave me the part. 
But my, I, I was dead for three episodes. I had to lay on a slab. Talk about morbid. I mean, I, I got like that's bad karma to me. Why didn't I know about this? I'm, I'm, I'm dying up here. I'm dying up here. It was on Showtime, and we did one year, and they picked it up for a second year, and then, but they made us to be so miserable. I mean, it was we, about comedy. The show. It was. It was supposed to be about like, the time that there were the, stri- the strikes in Hollywood. The oh, improv. the writers' strikes. Oh, oh no. no, not the writers' strikes. The with, comedian strikes because uh, they wanted to get paid with something. Mitzi Shore. Yeah, with Mitzi yeah. and Bud Friedman. Right. And uh, boy, they made us miserable. Like everything was about backbiting uh, and, and money and jealousy and like nobody even. I mean, one t- one guy got on the Tonight Show and that was a big deal. But I so I mean, I'm, I I understand what they they didn't put it on because it was morbid. What what was that? What was it like? For, I remember because I, 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 there was actual uh, an actual documentary of, about that. About you know, I, yeah. I, and I remember the 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 takeaway that I had is that Mitzi Shore and Letterman and Mitzi Shore, you know, they, they were sort of Tom Dreesen, Tom Dreesen, all those guys, and they 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 wanted to to walk out for 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 pay. I don't know the full dynamics of it, but it there was some bad blood created. Did that ever? Did it ever blow over? Or did it always? No, sort of... it, it it didn't ever completely blew over because then they. Uh, you you weren't allowed to work both clubs, but I I was lucky because Missy just liked me and I worked both clubs and that was a big deal then because she paid you know right like, right she had a place in Honolulu she had a place in Vegas and in, in La Jolla and Bud Friedman didn't no yeah no he matter of fact I did uh, I did the Tonight Show I'm trying to please everybody my first Tonight Show Johnny Carson said. Here's a guy who started out at the Improv in New York. You may see him at the Comedy Store this week at the main room, Domerer, right? Yeah. So that was it. I think Matt got everybody covered. This guy, Mark Lano, was all pissed off because I didn't mention the West Coast <laughs> Improv. I said, do you think people are about to go into the West Coast one and go, I never heard of this one. You know, so I'm not going to that. Wait, we'll go 3,000 miles. And, right. and you know what I said to Bud? I really knew where to get him. I said, Bud, you know what? He said, well, Dom, we really feel like you could have mentioned this again. I'll tell you what. She gives me a living. If you pay me what she pays me, I'll never play, play there again. He puts his arm around me and goes, we always forgive around here. You know, my, my aunts, you forgive. Yeah. He always wore a, 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 a monocle, monocle, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that was about. Yeah. A monocle, really? Yeah, that was because you like, know at the improv there was there was a show that he had where you assume he's making some money off yeah, of yeah. it. Oh, he's making plenty, Pl- making plenty of money, and he would be the first guy to go up. Not funny at all. And who is this? That Bud Friedman, the guy who was the owner of the uh, of the club, and he'd go up, and you'd see yeah. comedians go up, and and uh, he started the improv. And uh, I'm sorry, yeah. Uh, there's there's a great uh, a horrifying clip present of Corey Feldman going up and performing. Oh, uh, at, at the improv, oh, really? yeah, and Bud Friedman introduces oh, that nightmare. Yeah, yeah. Some people have tried it, and a gavolt. Who was who was the worst you've ever seen try to transition from acting or whatever? Who just who who figured I can do this, and so you know, a prominent name who could not do it. Well, I mean, the worst act I ever I, I did Montreal a lot. I was there more than any other white guy. No, I mean American. <laughs> but, but, uh, Janine Garofalo. Yeah, Nick DiPaolo had the funny line about her because she bombed her way to the top, yeah. and she was the worst comedian I've ever brought up. And it was, I felt so bad for her, but she didn't seem to care. Yeah, she had an attitude even in bombing. <laughs> and uh, she said to me, she turns to me, I'm in, I'm in the wing, yeah. ready to go on, and she goes, uh, "Did you give me the light?" I go, "I'm not. Giving, I don't give the light. It's a big festival. You know, get off when you want to get off." And she hung in there and bombed five more minutes. <laughs> Stay oh, back to this. I don't want to lose my momentum. <laughs> Never saw her stand-up routine. I always thought, you know, I enjoyed the movies that she's been in, but I never saw her stand-up yeah. routine. And the Ben Stiller show, she was hilarious. As a, as a comedic Sketch, actress, yeah. she she was great. Yeah. But I, I remember her stand-up was a little bit um, 
uh, neutral. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, overly intellectual. How about being funny instead of smart? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I saw her bomb in front of her crowd. Really? 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 I, I really sound catty now. No, but we love it. We love <laughs> that you don't. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's she going to do, come after me? <laughs> Janine Garofalo jumps Don Marrera at Comedy Club. <laughs> Out of the blue, she comes running <laughs> off from the side. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I've been waiting for this. Uh, I'm trying to think of somebody who, I mean, Bruce was not good at stand-up, mm. and he tried a couple times, but he was very good, obviously, he's a great actor, but at, at improv, the, you know. There's a skill set, like, like you know, that the, uh, there are two, and I think, oh, I forget who I was talking about it recently. We were talking about Jeremy Piven. Right, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And I went he, and saw his stand-up, and it was good, but it was not stand-up. It, yeah. It was Jeremy kind Telling of stories. Doing, yeah. And, an and, evening with. An evening, and, and he was kind of being Piven up on stage and, and being Ari a little bit from Entourage. And, and I like Jeremy Piven as yeah. an actor, but I would rather go, if I'm going to go to a stand-up club, if I'm going to go to Helium, I'd rather see somebody like you, and that's just personal preference, than an actor who's famous getting up and telling jokes or telling funny stories. Well, he's amazing in the sense that he's so good an actor, he acted like a comedian. <laughs> he really did. No, you're right. Yeah. And I saw, I mean, I saw him improve so much in a month. He's, he's very it, interested in the craft. Yeah, and, and he takes he is and was taking it seriously. I think he wants to get better, and I think he also knows that this is not his forte. That he came into it as uh, somebody who's done some funny roles in the past, but isn't a stand-up. Yeah, you yeah. sense that he was because when we had him in here, he was very he wanted to indicate to us in every way possible that he was very respectful of the art and did yeah, not yeah. want to say that. Just assume I'm a comedian now. He wanted to put the work in. Did yeah, you yeah. did you get that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he really, he does really respect it. I mean, I, I never seen anything like what he did, though. I mean, to act like a comedian, I mean, and actually really get laughs. And, you know, of course, he had an advantage because he's famous. Right. But, I mean, he, he was always asking questions about, you know, us, like, we're some experts. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, but I, it's like Woody Allen said, dissecting con live comedy is like dissecting a live frog. Once you dissect it, it's dead. <laughs> I, I don't like to overthink it. You know. I, I love uh, uh, comedians in cars getting coffee. And there was an episode where Seinfeld was out with um, uh, Steve Harvey. And they were talking about uh, both of them had been asked to host a um, uh, how to get better at comedy class. Yeah. And, and Seinfeld and Steve Harvey both agreed, uh, if you're in that class, you've already failed. You, you, right, right. you know that if if you have to take the, that class, chances are. I mean, and it's not true for everybody. It's not a hundred percent, but chances are, you're not going to be funny enough to be a stand-up comedian. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's true? Uh, probably. I mean, you know, it's funny about that. I was thinking of uh, Jimmy Fallon was on that show, and he mentioned me because I got him in the Seinfeld rap party, and he never. You know, it's like some people never forget when you're nice to them. I mean, yeah. Did you see that? I did, a, yeah. yeah, you've seen them all. What, you've seen them all? Yeah, I've yeah. seen them all. Yeah, we, I think we both have. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a good series. It's a, it's good insight into into funny people. Let me ask you this: Who do you think's better, the Seinfeld show or Larry David's show? You you mean Larry David's Curb Your Enthusiasm? Yeah, yeah. Or Seinfeld the sitcom? Yeah. Uh, you know what? I I tend to prefer Curb Your Enthusiasm. I pre I I prefer Seinfeld. I don't know why. I just think Seinfeld was so much harder because they had to, they were restricted in what they could say. Yeah. And the time restriction, there's always had to be 22 minutes, whereas Curb can do 40 minutes or 60 minutes, you know. You know, it was weird what I would find also, and it was sort of a, and it was not that the, the fault of the show, but if you remember in its heyday, you would get quoted the show to death from people who'd watched yeah. it. And it was like, like when Monty Python first became a thing, 
you'd have people quoting it back to you all the time, and, yeah. you, and you sort of had sort of a tacit dislike for the sub for the original because right. it's like. Stop yeah, it. That's kind of why I didn't watch the show. Yeah. I, I, by the time it had hit and people were already throwing lines out, I'm like, oh, I missed that. Yeah. And, uh, I guess I'm not. Yada, gonna, yada. Gonna, yeah, yeah, I get yeah. it. Yada, yada, yada. You know, and it was yeah. it was almost too much. And... I, I love the episode I was on. Not that, not that I was so. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, you were great. Oh, in the comedy club. Only because I really. Sh- yeah. I, no, honest to God, it wasn't me because I yeah. wasn't that funny in it. But uh, John Favreau, when he played Eric the Clown. Yes. That mm. killed me when Jason said to him. How could you not know Bozo? <laughs> it's like the creme de la clown. And, and Fabro goes, listen, man, you're hung up on some cloud from the 60s. Now, I, I thought that was such a bad... You know, my ex-wife played the mother of the ugly baby. Really? Oh, yeah. Really? Small world, yeah. Wow. You gotta see the baby. Yeah. <laughs> the shrinkage one. That was the shrinkage. Yeah, where they go out, they go out to the house, and he's uh, he's in the uh, he goes into the surf, and he's he's caught changing. Just starts <laughs> laughing at the size of his penis. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, are you are you you are you buns with uh, Larry J? He would be one of your contemporaries, right? When you were he was a little before me, a little before you. When he um, he was writing for Saturday Night Live, and I knew him a little, but he by the time I got there, he was already in the West Coast. Okay, you know, but I mean, I was like Larry, and uh, he was uh, when I, when I would follow him, they put me under the light because you never knew when he was going to bail. Like he might be having like a great set. And then well, something will throw him. Like he was going, what are, these people are leaving. Why are you leaving? In the middle of it, it's so rude. Like, we got to catch a path train into, into New Jersey. You should make plans like that before you come in here. <laughs> it was so crazy. Like he could be real happy and then he'd yeah. see dust on the piano. Why don't they dust this piano? Like, and then he'd just bail. Wow. He, could, yeah. he would come up. So the neurosis t- is real. Oh, yeah. I yeah. saw him one time at Catch a Rising Star. He gets up on stage. He looks at the crowd. He goes, nah, and walks off. What? <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Well, right. there you go. Yeah. Well, it's well, perfect for him to write his own show and, you know, say all the lines himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're, I think Seinfeld is more timeless. Like, I remember when I first started working in radio and I was wa- watching Seinfeld episodes and reruns, and I would come in and say, like, guys, I have a really great topic for tomorrow. And everyone's like, yeah, we talked about it seven years ago <laughs> when it was. but it, And it still works now, whereas Curb is a little more, uh, like, politically driven or whatever's going on right now. Like, if you go back and watch reruns, it's not as fun as Seinfeld old ones. Well, uh, Susie Esmond's a friend of mine, mm-hmm. and she calls me up and she got to part, she goes, who says fat bastard better than me? I, go, I, go, no, I said, nobody. You got the part. She goes, I just start screaming. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Dom Irera, if you're just tuning in, and he'll be at uh, Helium Comedy Club. We have a show on Wednesday night, obviously Thursday off, but Friday and Saturday, uh, 7.30 and 10. There's two different shows that night. Uh, where's Thanksgiving? You always do the same type of Thanksgiving each year that you come in town? My cousin Barb's house. Always? They, we switch off, yeah. yeah. How many people at, the, uh, at that gathering? Probably maybe twenty to twenty-five. That's maybe. healthy. That's a good size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got all different ages. It's fun. Do yeah. you are you uh, are you a a turkey loving bastard or are you are you just uh, you know you, you do you go the full gluttony way or do you just no I, I don't eat that much. I mean, like as fat as my head is, <laughs> the rest of my body's not that fat. Anymore. I'm not like I like I love food, but I'm not like no you know one of these people can sit there and just. Pour it down their throats. It's it, it's crazy because when the meal and it's always the case because I I'm like oh you know I've, I I I made sure I didn't eat a lot and I kind of you know create a buffer try to drop a little weight prior to the holidays so I you know and then you sit down to the meal and within the first five minutes I'm like okay I'm full yeah like, right me too all, all the food gets built is, up mm-hmm. yeah. And you're you're like cashing in quickly because all the food in and of itself is just sits heavy in your stomach. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to tell you one thing about. Uh, Credits was because yeah. of the Seinfeld thing. You know, people mentioned different things. 
And you know, the, uh, now because of the millennials, yeah, I, you know, at least at least half my crowd is thirty or under. The, you know what their favorite credit is, which always kills me. What? Hey Arnold. I thought I knew you. Were Are you kidding? Yeah, you work on Hey Arnold, really? There was like, like a gangbanger. I was in Bridgeport. This kid looked like he was going to kill me, and he goes, "You know, I got to tell you, man." It really touched my heart when you talked about <laughs> touched your heart. <laughs> I thought you were going to pull a knife on me <laughs> from Hey Arnold. Yeah, hey Arnold, wow! It's amazing how that was that five. Well, it, it was on. It was on for five years, but then we had two movies and you know, yeah. obviously reruns. But they grew up on it. I, I watched all those. My kids were you yeah. know young when when that was out, so I know all the. It, it was a great show. It was yeah, a it was fun. A great it, show. it had a nice heart to it. Are you are you recognized from? Uh, do you get like uh, like the Big Lebowski or do people where, where are you when people recognize you? Where where do you get recognized most from? Would you say? Well, that's a good question. Um, because you you have that face, where I'm sure people go, uh, you know. Yeah. Well, the Lebowski thing a lot. Yeah. Uh, you know, they've asked me to come to those those cult things, the, the conventions <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. Lebowski I just don't fest. think I had a big enough part to go. You know, I don't want people. I don't want to go to there and go. What were you? Who were you in that? Trust me, by convention standards, yeah. you, you're 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 a major part. You can go. There's a guy who wore a red shirt on episode 11 of Star Trek: The Original Series, who's making money off those conventions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, you certainly have a lot more gravitas in the uh, Big Lebowski world. So I'd go do I'd go do it. Well, it's so weird to have been on the. I was on Golden Girls. That's how yeah. old I am. <laughs> I was on Golden Girls, and that's how was, how was, was that experience? Girl and Mrs. King. I, yeah, I, mean, I don't even remember some of these shows. <laughs> the Golden, Golden was was B. Arthur. Now I thought B. Arthur very talented, very funny, uh, but again had a reputation for being difficult. Oh, I got to tell you, <laughs> I didn't know. I forgot how frozen her name. Yeah. I don't like to think it was, you know, uh, Maud, Maud. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> so I said to her, uh, she's coming and we're getting bagels and ice cream, you know, the, the, uh, fill it up your cream cheese. Yeah. Open her, and she goes, uh, I said, oh, hi, Bo. Bo. <laughs> I called her Bo. And she looked at me, she's about a foot taller than me. Yeah. She goes, it's B, darling. <laughs> like my hair got whisked back. That was my encounter with her. Um, what's her name? Uh, Ruben McLannan? No, the other uh, Betty White was. Okay. The, she was the most fun. Yeah, I would you imagine. Know, you know, we're all connected. Like the, she used to go to uh, George, um, George, uh, Gracie and George. Oh, uh, uh, George, uh, George Burns. Burns. Yeah. George Burns. He was a hundred years old. She used to go visit him every day. How cool is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, and she's still going, man. She's in her nineties. She's amazing. Yeah. yeah, and 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 pretty damn lucid. I mean, she was Very, at the yeah. recent award show. There were a little bit of a sign that she might be, you know, but I, she's entitled at hey, this I've been age. like that for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's all good, though. Nice, man. Well, listen, uh, Dom is going to be, like I said, at uh, at Helium Comedy Club. And as he said, he kills at Helium. Oh, I destroy. I you crush. Just, you just want to come. Well, I can't believe what I do. <laughs> I will, I, I'll say this. Uh, you know, uh, you're freaking hilarious. And we can say that you kill. And you don't have to be self-serving, which you're not being. You're 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 making fun of it, but you're hilarious on stage. Thanks, I appreciate it. So there's a seven for me on, guys. Seven thirty show on Wednesday, and then Friday and Saturday, uh, two shows each night. And you get those tickets at heliumcomedy.com. Good to have you back home, man. Thank you. I would go to the shows up front. I'm, I don't look well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> go to the know. earlier shows. All right. They said I look like Margaret Cho. Oh my yeah. god. And I said, why oh. do you got to put Margaret down? <laughs> Margaret Cho. <laughs> All right. That's great. Let's hear it for Dom Irera. Yeah. We're going to take a break and we'll be back in just a second. Stay with us. This 93.3 WMMR audio on demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Cool gifts are what Worldwide Stereo is all about. 
wrap a genuine surprise and wow someone all year long. Montgomeryville, Ardmore, and online at WorldWideStereo.com. Hey, it's Preston from the Preston and Steve Show. This holiday season, I'm going to be buying Hannah Stone Massage and Facial Spot gift cards for my family and friends. And listen, during the Black Friday weekend, it is their buy one, get one free sale on gift cards. Visit one of their over 50 locations in your neighborhood or visit HannahStone.com. Restrictions apply. See spot for details. Do you ever wonder why everyone hates Steven Singer? Well, he makes buying a diamond easy with his 100-day no-hassle money-back guarantee and free shipping both ways, making returns and exchanges hassle-free. Visit Steven at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, yes, our next guest who is on the line is a real woman. Uh, and I say that because she's on the cover of Real Woman magazine oh. on her Twitter, her Twitter account. It's a it's a pinned tweet, but uh, it's, it's the first thing Nick pulled up. I'm like, she's a real woman, man. She is. We've seen her. We have. We've actually, for years, we've known she's a real woman. And, uh, of course, getting ready for uh, the 6 ABC Dunkin' Donuts Thanksgiving Day Parade on Thanksgiving Day. Yes, of course, please welcome Cecily Tyne. Yeah. Good morning, Cecily. We're good. How are you? I'm good. I'm sorry I can't be there in person, but this real woman needs her beauty sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, nice. Hey, so listen, Sess, I am going to be at the parade this year. My son is actually going to be in the parade, yeah. Oh, nice. Well, you need to get him some really good long underwear and (sighs) some some hand warmers and foot warmers. I think this is going to be one of the coldest ones we've yeah. had. Is, well, are we going to be dealing with a lot of wind? Because sometimes if it's cold and you still have that, that solar disc and the whole thing, it, it can still be, you know, very manageable. I think we'll have a decent amount of sun, but I also think it's going to be a bit on the windy side. Too. All right. So this this will be one of those parades that, I hate to tell you, Preston, it's it, the best view is from your couch. <laughs> no, man. Well, bring your couch. I could. Preston's going to bring his couch down. Mm-hmm. But, but, yeah, but this is this is the 99th year, and I think I think I've been 16 years. I'm trying wow. to figure. I've, I've well, lost count. This will this will be my first one. We watch it every year, but this will be my first one in person. So I, I am pretty stoked about uh, about being really amongst everybody for the whole thing. And he'll be at the art museum on the art museum steps. He's part of the big chorus. You know, one oh, of those big sing along right. things that they do. So Preston, yeah. it'd be if, pretty if, cool. If only you knew somebody who may be in like a heated area Ooh, that would be down yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. wouldn't that be amenities available? I don't know. I don't know who that person would be. I'll get you in the booth. I'll get you in the booth. <laughs> hey, where where are you guys set up anyhow? We're, where exactly? We're basically we're right at Aiken's Oval. So okay. there's there's so we're right in front of the Art Museum steps. Okay. And if we're in we're in a booth that kinda has has plastic walls and then they open it behind us so i it's funny because i was talking to adam because he's going to be out in on the street and he's like i don't know how i'm going to handle it and i'm like yeah it's gonna be cold he's like you're in a heated booth but we still have one side open but i mean it's i mean it really is fun and my my kids have gone down every year okay and my my son is 12 and a half you know we're at the age where he kind of doesn't want to do anything other than play Fortnite, and he's even excited about well, look, it it, it, it yeah. is it's wonderful and you listen it, i know adam has his issues but he doesn't realize you're going to be in there you're going to be sweating in that booth <laughs> no no, no it's, it's really not that <laughs> um, um, the nice thing, since duncan is a sponsor yes 
there's so much coffee all over the place. You can and, just get a vat and just put your feet in it. And, <laughs> and by the way, Duncan has the lattes now that they're rolling out. So uh, hopefully they'll be, they'll be doing right. that for you. So you and Rick in the booth, I think, and yeah. uh, Adam and is Alicia out on the on the street Alicia, as well? Yeah, Alicia and Karen are out okay. in the street. And then we have uh, Ginger Z from GMA. Love her. Visiting us in the booth. Justin Carini, who is so awesome. I mean, he's like one of the nicest guys I've ever met. He, and we he's have, our vocal um, coach. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and Jake Choi. I don't know what you did. Like, He's our vocal coach. We have we have a band. It's the River Valley Vocal Band, and Justin Guarini is our vocal coach. Oh, yeah, right. he kid you not. I heard I heard that stuff was absolutely horrible. It's, it is. Well, you clearly you, have you heard know. wrong. <laughs> yeah, just, I do remember listening to that. Jake <laughs> um, Choi from um, uh, Single Parents. Okay. Oh. I love that show. show. I like that show too. He's the one who kind of is always carrying the baby around. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Baby Bjorn, and uh, so and we and we have like twenty three bands from all over the country, including one from Hawaii. And so they're really gonna. Oh, they're gonna be they're gonna be having a blast. Yeah. yeah. I, I'll tell you what. I mean, you know, there's. It is a great parade. I watch it every uh, Thanksgiving morning, and you, you guys cover it so well, and you, you get the, the whole vibe. Uh, and it's just there's a lot there, and also just that it's where you know, and it's home, and it's it's uh, you know it's it's not a phoned in parade. It's a real deal blowout. We love it. Well, you know, it's funny because I do. I would talk to some people, um, like parade volunteers, who before I started hosting, I would be down there. You know. At, at, 4.30 in the morning as they were inflating the balloons, talking to some of the handlers. And they're people who have done this generation after generation in their family. You know, that they, there are 10,000 people involved in this parade. So yeah. we've got a lot of volunteers. And where it's just, that's that's what you do every Thanksgiving morning. And, and it wouldn't be Thanksgiving if you didn't. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and we've started doing fun things for the viewers, too. We have this watch and win sweepstakes where... One, one, you watch it and you have to text something. And so one's like a year supply of coffee, um, which is great for you guys. Yes. Um, Ten tickets to the Eagles-Houston game on December 23rd. And the, um, the grand prize is um, a trip for six to Duck Key, Florida. Ooh. And it's everything. It's it's airfare. It's a hotel. It's everything. I've been, uh, so Nick I'm, and I, I'm Nick and I, I have a Yeah, Nick and I have both been to Duck Key. It's fantastic. That's great. Yeah. So and so, yeah. I mean, it's and then of course at the end, Santa. 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 <laughs> <laughs> hey, Cecily, That's I want, my favorite part. I wanted to ask you about something that happened last week, and you were tweeting about it. Um, and it, it's not a very common occurrence, but during the snowstorm, there was actually thunder snow, and I, I I don't see it very often. And there was lightning associated with it as well. Um, can you explain what was going on? Yeah. Well, we actually that was that was the following morning because with this storm, I'm I'm going to kind of geek out now. But there there are two different features there's a surface low and that's what came through midday on thursday and you know brought traffic to a standstill i mean midday storms are the worst because everybody's on the roads. and then it's early in the morning it was like five in the morning we have this upper level feature the upper level low moved through and basically it just provides a lot, a lot of lift it's it's a thunderstorm but it, it's happening when there's snow so it just shows that in a storm there's so much lift that the air parcels go way up high in the atmosphere and create the thunder and lightning. It's pretty so we cool. It, we, yeah, I mean, we get we, it's not it's not all that common, but it's not when you have a strengthening storm. It shows that a storm is strengthening. Um, it's not unheard of. And there's that that great. 
video of Jim Cantore freaking out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love though that Jeanette Reyes was was broadcasting live, and and it didn't. She did not skip a beat. She kept going. And I'm like, I would have been screaming. I think. <laughs> uh, under the ground. You had you had to abandon your car, correct? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, it, you really shouldn't be out in it, but um, yeah. But, but, you know, that was her job. And it's what you happens, do. So. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, uh, Cecily, uh, looking down towards next week, are you and Jim and Deuces going to be able to come out and pay your visit to the yeah. Camp Out for Hunger? All right. Yeah. Cool. We, we're going to come on, I think it's the um, Thursday. Yeah. All right. Thursday, Thursday night. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So that, is, that your, is that your last night? That's yeah. last night. Yep. Ah, there we go. Yeah, I mean that's so much fun. Yeah, it is a it is a great time. It's always great to see you, and people love to see you guys. Uh, you know, pull up, and it's uh, uh, it, it makes a difference. I mean, we are we're jamming this sucker this week with everything we possibly can, and and so it's it, it's good for you to be a part of it. So, how much did you guys collect last year? Oh man, oh, here. I'll get yeah, you the total. Got, uh, oh, I'm putting you yeah. on the spot now. No, 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 we, we, know, yeah. we had uh, one million six hundred and seventy nine eight hundred and twenty three pounds of food. That's amazing. Over Aww. 839 tons, and the money was uh, over $272,000. So, oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah it's, the biggest, it's the biggest one in the country, so we're, we're pretty happy about that. And now you set the bar higher every year. So. Yeah, you know what? There though? is no bar. There's just, no bar. We yeah. just, it just keeps getting bigger every year. So Great. thanks yeah. to the generosity of the people of this area, who, yeah. you know, just uh, you you know, you well know how how, how cool the people are here and, and, uh, oh, but, and yeah. step up every time. Yep. You know, I think people people do want to give. You yeah. know, and you're just you're giving them an opportunity. Oh, and, and saying that, um, if you go to the parade, if you bring some canned goods, there will be Boy Scouts walking okay. up and down the parade route collecting. It's okay. not quite it's not quite at the level of, of your <laughs> no but. no. Well, I mean, li- literally, if we're going to be <laughs> honest, we we crush them. But the truth of the matter is, it's all for a good cause. <laughs> it so, is. It yeah. most definitely is. And uh, and Cecily, I want to meet Ginger. Can you set that up for me? I could set that up. Okay. Yeah. Right. A little nervous, yeah, but I'll, I want to meet I'll, her anyway. I'll send, you, I'll send you a text when she's nearby. <laughs> all right. That, all that'll right. be the one moment you're kept out of the booth, Prince. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. All right. What time? What time does the the telecast begin? It starts at eight thirty. Okay. So it's eight thirty. We have a kind of the pre-show, and then nine o'clock the parade coverage, and then it's till noon. Okay. So sometimes it goes a little bit beyond noon. We try to get done by noon because of Santa. Know. Yeah, I'm going down. I'm staying the night before. My son and I got a hotel room. We're going to stay the yep. night before. Yeah, we're going to make a whole uh, whole couple of days out do. of it. Should be That's cool. Be. It's, it's so. It really is so much fun. It's just you know what I like about it too is it, it's a time when people they put down their devices, you know, yeah. and they 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 look at something and they talk to each other, and it's just I mean not not to be completely like sappy, but you really connect. No, when you're down, there. you're exactly okay. right. At, you're at home. You can put down your devices and look at your televisions. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know. I know what you're saying. You do have to pick up your device though to do the text. You do. you do. You do. Uh, you, you do. do. <laughs> All right. That's when it's allowed. Yeah. All right, Cecily. We'll remind everybody uh, that it's uh, Thursday, eight thirty a.m. Awesome. So nice to talk to you. We'll see you and soon. You're nice to talk to you and. Really, yeah. stop by. All right, I will for sure. I'll get in Take touch. With it. I think I'll, she means I'll, I'll, I'll it. Cup of coffee. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I right, thank you, Cecily. Time guys. Thanks, Cecily. All right. Yeah, it'll be my first one. I forgot about that watching wins because they did that last year, and my daughter was glued. I, I, kids and you know the the innocent minds of children, like yeah. they actually yeah. think that. 
she, she's going to win. Yeah. I'm like, you're not going to win. There's nothing there's to say chance. that she won't except there's the chance. odds. There's yeah. a, uh, listen, there, if you don't try, there's zero chance. Exactly. Right? There and if, if you try, there's a minimal chance. <laughs> but she would do these like Disney Channel contests. I'm like, honey, there are millions of kids that are trying to do this right you now. You know what, though, man? I entered to try to go to the you know Avengers Infinity War with Robert Downey Jr. What the hell? Yeah. Why not? I buy yeah. a Powerball hope, ticket. Yeah. Hope springs eternal. And what are we in this for if we don't hold out hope, right? That's right, man. I just watched that Goldberg's episode where he uses dad's entire stamp collection <laughs> right, to try to was... win the uh, Toys R Us. Did you see that Remember one? The old no. Toys R Us, yes. like, enter to win. So his dad, his dad has, uh, you know, uh, has a whole stamp collection. So he uses the stamps to mail out envelopes oh, no. to to enter the Toys R Us uh-huh. sweepstakes, which they used to do every every year. Yeah. And uh, he doesn't win, obviously. Oh, no, <laughs> no, I haven't seen that one yet. And also, speaking of the Goldbergs, Pulsar. Is in like uh, two weeks, three weeks, three so weeks. The, the the Wednesday after campout, Pulsar. We made that. Happen. We made that. We happen. did make that happen. It was Casey's idea, and uh, Adam thought it was a great idea, and we got the wheels rolling. We put the word out, and everybody who got back were able to help us narrow down the actual robot. And Adam got a hold of it, had it <gasps> shipped out to California. Are we to shoot in the episode? Are we getting him in studio? Not that I know of. Okay. He's going to be in L.A. All right. And, uh, I don't think he's coming down. All right. Thanksgiving. Damn it. All right. Well, we could have we could have invited him to come to Christmas Miracle Broadcast, mm. which is coming up. We made that announcement earlier Only this morning. Only the biggest day in broadcasting. Thursday, December 20th at uh, Parks Casino. And uh, stay tuned to win. Not uh, just yet am I going to give those away, but uh, we'll be broadcasting live in the new Excite Center at Parks Casino, which is their music venue. It's huge. It's really, really cool. So we're going to have that set up for a big party. You have to be at least 21 years of age. We'll get the details. But you need to know your Preston and Steve. you got to know the show in order to uh, really have a chance to win something. Yes, absolutely. So that's coming up. Study if you need to. Put it on the calendar, December 20th. Uh, I saw this story. I thought this was interesting. This guy passed away. You've never heard of him before. His name is Irv Gordon. Is this the historian? No. Is this the noticer? I do have a really great historian story that Nick... Sent to me, which is not this one. No, this, this is the talkerer. Okay, hang on. Let me get my pipe. All right. Oh, well, it's right here. It. Right. No, this this isn't the historian. Oh, yes, the it is. Of WMMR, <laughs> we visit now <laughs> with the keeper of all information <laughs> from the past. We join the historian, Irv Gordon, who bought a new Volvo P eighteen hundred S in nineteen sixty six and drove it. To a Guinness World Record number, and I'm not going to tell you what that is yet, died. Right. He was 77 years old. How many miles do you think he drove that car? So a Volvo. So I'm driving. I have the Volvo sedan, and I'm waiting to get the SUV. I'm working all this into a also commercial at the same time. Yes, you are. <laughs> um, they're great vehicles, uh, but I know that they... Uh, let's go with 2 million miles. Okay. He was still driving it up until he uh, he passed. He got it in 1966, and yeah, yeah, he's, he was still driving it. And it was in. It looks like it's an exemplary shape. Yeah, it's a beautiful car. I'm going to say, you said two million. Two million. Yeah, I think it's going to be higher. I think it's going to be like two point uh, six million. Okay. Well, I, I saw the answer. Okay. So I can't. Marissa, you want to guess? I'll go. Price is right, and just say zero. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he never drove it. Three point two million miles. Three point wow. two. 
million miles. Yeah. Uh, he did, that's from here to Jupiter. He All didn't right. set out to become. I don't know if that's true, by the way. No, it's it's about a third of the way to the to the sun, right? Because that's nine million ninety-three million miles, million miles to ninety-three to million. Yeah, what yeah. the hell am I thinking about? Nine million miles. Ninety-three million. It's about three percent on the way to the sun. It's about three percent of the way to the sun. <laughs> Gordon didn't set out to become a Guinness World Record holder when his Volvo just showed uh, just two point eight million uh, miles. He. Simply wanted uh, a reliable ride after having bad luck with a brand new Corvair. Uh, he said, I like the way the car looked and the way it rode, but it broke down four blocks from the showroom. And the night that I bought it, he was talking about the, the Corvair. In June of 1966, he walked into uh, Volvoville of Huntington, New York. Test drove this car. He loved it. It was uh, $4,150, which was a lot of money back then. I imagine it has to be quite similar to the experience one would get were they to walk into Keystone Motors. Right. <laughs> Run by the Stein family. <laughs> he said, I borrowed money from my dad, traded in my Corvair, and I bought a new car. Uh, and at first he was just simply happy to drive it. He drove it a lot. His daily commute was 125 miles. Daily commute? That's what it says. Oh, oh my God. And Let's get together, Casey. Oh, my God. And he loved a road trip. Uh, and it wasn't until his car hit 250,000 miles that Gordon's quest for maximum mileage began. Okay, so I, at the 250,000 mile mark, quarter he, of a million he, miles. Yeah, he realized. That's halfway to the sun. He's, <laughs> is that halfway to the sun? He realized. That he was really racking up miles. He's like, okay, I kind of got something here. I just did a little bit of quick math. And to reach <laughs> 3.2 million miles, you would have to drive to Santa Monica Pier and back. Uh, Five times. 586 times. 586. Wow. Are you sure 587 about that? times. Yeah. So that's back and forth, right? So yeah. if you were to do, if you were, to, um, so that would be a full lap, okay? You would have to do, or a, uh, yes, you would have to do. You would have to drive there 586 times, and you, you would have sure? to drive back 586. So that's because okay. so that we're th- assuming around nine thousand, around six thousand, seven thousand miles round trip, right from here to Santa. From here to Santa Monica is about three thousand. It's twenty seven twenty six. If okay. you want to get there, that, right. that was the quickest way to get there. It was uh, two thousand seven hundred twenty six miles. All right. So when he hit two hundred fifty thousand miles, he said, "I wrote to Volvo. I had never had a single repair on the car. Maintenance, yes, but I never had to have a water pump removed or anything like wow. that." Wow. Uh, they wrote me back with a very short letter that said, "We're happy you're happy with the product. Don't forget to buckle up." And then he wrote another letter at a half a million miles. At the million-mile mark, Volvo gave him a brand-new 780 Coupe. He drove that for 450,000 miles and sold that. But at 1.69 million miles in 1998, Gordon set his first Guinness World Record for highest certified mileage driven by the original owner in non-commercial service. So you have to be driving this sucker. You're going <laughs> You're going for the mileage. It's not like, oh, you can just garage it and then, you know, just let it... You're not looking for a car in mint condition. You're looking for active mileage. Mm-hmm. So he's out on the street. You know mm-hmm. what's to say at any point? That's just amazing that it was never you know t-boned by another car or something yeah. like that. Yeah, he was only at 1.6. You said, President, 20 years ago. I mean, that, that's a lot of driving in between 1998 and now. Well, yeah, he, he, he worked in California and lived in New York. Okay, so, so well, that maybe, was his commute. Maybe he just ended up road tripping after. Maybe he retired at a certain point and then just started road tripping. I don't uh, know. I'm just speculating. Tripping on the road. Tripping so, on the road, tripping along. Over the years, he rebuilt the engine twice. Uh, the first time was at $680,000. <laughs> 680,000 miles. It was a jet engine. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. 
Why'd you spend that much? <laughs> I don't know. I just bought Thanksgiving dinner for the family. Um, it was $800. It was the first $50 a plate. First time was at 680000 I'm just glad we live so close to the sun. 680,000 miles. The dealer said the car didn't need it, but Gordon insisted. Uh, the 3 million mile mark came at 4 p.m. on September 18, 2013 near Girdwood, Alaska. Welcome to Girdwood. <laughs> Population is now two. We're all girders. <laughs> uh, Gordon was still road tripping. Gordon's at, in Girdsville. At that time, and the most recent mileage update to Gordon's Facebook page was in May earlier this year, and he put the car in at 3,250,257 miles. Astonishing. What's the highest, highest mileage you ever got on a car? I Not over 150,000, I don't no, think. No, I think I was probably in the 120,000 range, 125,000 range. I I mean, listen, we're in a, you know, I, I have a good living. So yeah. uh, whenever I start to get up around 100,000 miles is yeah. when I start to consider yeah. blowing move, it up, moving on to a new vehicle. And, uh, but some people... That a you know they either really really love their car, yeah. uh, and they just want it to last as long as they can, um, and take proper maintenance. You know, use make sure that they uh, like clockwork, yes, change oil and all the things that need to be taken care of. And your car will last a long time. It can if it you can. if you and I never did as a kid. I mean, I did I did the bare minimum, but uh, you know when you have a vehicle and you want to make it last, you can. You yeah. know. Just, I, that's how I know I'm growing up is is I do re- regular maintenance of my car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Bill Weston, I think, on his last car, not his car now, had over two hundred thousand miles on. We it. were driving around, and it was like a I forget exactly. Was it was a four four yeah, yeah, four runner. It was a four runner. Okay, and and he he got a lot of miles on that sucker. Kept it running in good shape. Yeah. And then Nick, you on your last car, you put a ton of miles on it. Didn't yeah, you but not? you know what? It died, and then it was I, I drove it probably for twenty thousand miles too many. My ex wife had a Honda Accord, and she got that over like three hundred thousand miles. She drove back and forth across the country a few times. Uh, Steve, uh, to continue the theme, my parents bought three cars in a row from Keystone. And uh, they, their first Volvo that they had, they did. Got you ever that. meet Ben Stein? They the did. Yeah, big fan. Yeah. Uh, no, they they got two hundred fifty thousand miles on their first uh, Volvo. They're great. Listen, they're, they're great vehicles. But the vehicle that he's driving that hit the three point six, I've never seen a Volvo that looked like that. No. It's, that's a really good looking, really car. sleek looking car. I yeah. mean, it's like the new lineup of uh, vehicles, which are all sexy and have uh, <laughs> level three autonomous driving. Tell well, me more. Well, it's for I'd a, love to. For a Volvo, it's got a more curvy. This this one has more uh, yeah. curvy lines to it than what you see in in uh, Volvos uh, tra- or what we traditionally think right of as exactly Volvos now. And then now they're 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 back to being sexy. But it's a uh, the model number is a P eighteen hundred S. How did he die, Preston? I heard he choked to death on a churro. I think, huh. is that oh, true? you read the story as well. <laughs> uh, I have no idea. Uh, of old age, or I mean, he's you know he's. He, I mean, did, or did he drive too close to the sun? I think he, <laughs> he tried. <laughs> it's like Icarus. It's exactly in a car. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, he. Um, you know what? It doesn't say how he died, Steve. I, don't, I wish I had. Let's a go with the sun thing. He was seventy-seven. I years wish we knew old. how he died. He drove too close to the sun, apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I have one other story that I want to share with you guys. Ooh, okay. We still left the libraries. No, yeah, Are I we back in the libraries. No, I mean I could. Did we hang a Yui? I really want to do the uh, uh, the historian, but I'm not. You pre- need more time. I'm not prepared for it today. I have time a, is the fire in which we burn. There's a really cool story that uh, Nick and and maybe maybe we'll get to it tomorrow. 
Uh, but this is just more random, but this is too cute. I've got to pass this along. It's I time for the random. I didn't want to uh, let this get too far right. away from when I first saw the story. So a woman named Anna uh, Trupiano is a first grade teacher at a school that serves deaf and hard of hearing and hearing students from birth through eighth grade. Uh, in addition to teaching the usual subjects, uh, Trippiano is charged with helping her students thrive in a society that doesn't do quite enough to cater to the needs of the hard of hearing. Yes. So recently, she had to teach her students about a rather personal topic, and that is farting in public. Yeah. Is this, so this is interesting. She posted this on Facebook. A six-year-old child farted so loud in class... <laughs> That some of their classmates began to laugh. Now, the kid that farted is completely deaf. He right. he has no idea. He would have no idea. The child was surprised by their reaction because he didn't know that farts make a sound. Oh, wow. No way. Right? Uh, and it created a, a fun little teaching moment for uh, Trippiano. So she posted this uh, <laughs> conversation that she had back and forth with the kids. She kind of transcribed it on uh, Facebook. So... Here's how it went. She, she wrote, uh, today in first grade, one of my deaf students farted loudly in class. The other students turned to look at them. Uh, the following is a snippet of a 15-minute conversation that happened entirely in American Sign Language among the group of deaf students and I. Uh, so a number of kids were asking questions. It just wasn't the same kid asking questions. Right, so, right. So the, first, the kid goes, why are they looking at me? And she goes, because they heard you fart. And he said, what do you mean? She goes, hearing people can hear farts. And then she writes, totally horrified, the kid says, wait, they can hear all farts? <laughs> and she says, well, not all farts, but some of them, yeah. Yeah. Well, how do you know which farts they can hear and which farts they can't? It's a legitimate question. She goes, hmm, well, you know how sometimes you can feel your butt move when you fart? Yeah. A lot of those they can hear. But if your butt doesn't move, it's more likely they don't hear it. And then one of the kids goes, well, tell them to stop listening to my farts. That is not nice. And she says back. Uh, she says back that uh, hearing kids can't stop hearing farts. It just happens. And the kid goes, "Well, I'll just stop farting then." And she says, "No, everyone farts. It is healthy. You can't stop." Right. And he goes, "Wait, everyone? Even my mom? Yep. My dad? Yep. You? Yep." And then the crowd. <laughs> apparently, everybody started laughing at that point because they're having the conversation right. in sign language. Uh, to the whole class. So the whole class was deaf or, or some were and some were not? Some some were hard of hearing okay, yeah. and some were yeah. completely deaf. And she goes, so you can hear and smell all the farts? And she goes back to some of the farts, yes, not all of them. <laughs> right. And then one kid says, can hearing people see farts? And uh, she says, um, or no, and then another kid goes, yeah, green smokes come out of their butt. I saw it on TV. <laughs> and then she says, that doesn't happen in real life. And the kid says, well, oh, man, I don't understand farts. She said, I went to college for eight years to have these conversations. <laughs> uh, that is such a wild, real-world thing that you would not consider. And and then because sometimes, like, you know, when we have our headphones on or whatever, my stomach will gurgle. And I'm like, can you hear that? Yeah. Would, would you be able to hear that? I wonder if when we have people in the audience, Steve, and when they're in the studio, if they hear that. Because yeah. I, I feel it. But I don't think anybody in this room can hear it because they have the headphones. On, right, but right. I'm wondering if the guy sitting behind, behind me could. can hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it's, but uh, it's a, a very sweet, innocent thing to not yeah. be aware of. I had no idea that uh, that yeah, yeah. Uh, non-hearing kids. <laughs> 
are not aware that they're making a sound out of their butt. The teaching moment. And they're they're also, they, have to, they have to be brought up to speed on that. There are all sorts of things that, you know, the uh, um, uh, and they run the commercial for the, circad- I guess it's circadian rhythm. Is that the name of it? Where, where deaf people, and excuse me, blind people, unaware of night and day. You know, uh, oh, in other okay. words, the actual cues that sighted people get, obviously, whether at night or day. And it, and if they get into a bad sequence, oh. it can wreak havoc with their with their clock. I'll bet that's true. So there's actual, uh, and I'm, I'm not, I didn't pay that much attention to it, yeah. you know, to the commercial. But I think that the gist of it is that they can help you get back on yeah. a system, you know, because you're, you're, you're operating on all sorts of cues. Yeah. Um, you know, that indicate to us, okay, it's nighttime now. Right, exactly. And going back to uh, deaf people, I assume that they, they have, like, no idea who we are or what, you know what I mean? Or or just have seen it, you know, or might have seen, um, you know, mentions or, you know, obviously we get world press and we're celebrated <laughs> in every country. <laughs> no, but I guess maybe the videos could be... Uh, Possibly. If, if they have... Uh, if they have Subtitles post, on. captioning yeah. or... Uh, reading those. One one of the stupidest things I ever did was earlier on in my career, I was at a it was like like a Taco Bell doing a live appearance or something like that, and uh, I I went over and I asked this girl if she wanted a T shirt, and she was you know kind of nodded, and I gave it to her. And right next to it is a school for the deaf. Here's a deaf girl, and I'm giving her a radio station <laughs> Rock on. T shirt. She wears T shirts too, right? Uh, yeah, but I yeah, mean, it's yeah. a, you know, it's a radio station. She had no idea. She's what being that, ironic, you know. Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, Dumbass. <laughs> do they have uh, do deaf people have favorite bands? It's a good question. You know, I mean, because you can feel the rhythm, obviously, and, and you of the can night feel, of the night and feel the beat of the drums. Right. My friend is a dancer, and she's completely deaf. And she would um, dance to the 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 feel, yeah, the of, vibration, of, um, the vibration um, of the music. Uh, Dancing with the Stars. They had a uh, they had someone who competed who was deaf and was was responding to the rhythm through the floor. Was it Marley uh, Maitland? Was she it might that? have been Marley Maitland. Yeah. Actually, maybe there's, there's been a couple of them. I've been at multiple concerts recently and and sat in a section where there's a uh, sign language interpreter. And right. um, one of them was Billy Joel, and that was fun. Um, but my favorite was Eminem because there's a girl that travels with him because she's so crazy and gets into the music and dances with Peanut him. Peanut Eminem. Yeah. <laughs> no, but she like <laughs> she does his whole raps and everything, and she's like into it. And there, it's right next to the stage. She puts on a presentation I like in line. Yeah. With the hip-hop? Yeah. I would and love to know how quickly she has to do that because some of those uh, flows that he does are really, really fast. Really fast, yeah. Mm-hmm. They now, need to like she, her better. We're looking at it right now. Is she hired by him? Does she tour? Yes. So I'm trying to remember. We had somebody in studio recently who is a sign language interpreter, and I showed her a video of this girl, and she said, oh, yeah, she's one of the famous ones. Like, she must travel huh. the country and travel on tour And she is M&M. fast. She's the little Zav, uh... Yeah, we're watching this video. She that is really fast. She's really moving. So yeah. my my uh, neighbor growing up, uh, not growing up. This is ridiculous. Why do I even say growing up? In fact, I have no neighbor. In fact, I'm actually coming out right now. No, no. The, the, uh, uh, Where did this go? It's my neighbor in in Maniunk, um, uh, Lisa, at the end of the block. And she was, uh, she does all sorts of sign language stuff and works with students. And she's, a, she's, a, you knows a couple of different languages. Very adept and very adroit. I would always, I've always wanted to learn sign language because it seems so interesting. I love it to does. Really communicate that it seems way. Really interesting. Uh, hang on, uh, Sarah Parker is online. Hey there, Sarah. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, what's going on? I wanted to chime in here, and um, Connor, one of your producers, can vouch for this at the Foo Fighters show over the summer. Um, we were, okay, so B, B, and T, there's a front section, and then the um, back 
Oh, we lost her. We lost Sarah. She's hey, Connor, sick. come in here and finish what she was saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was some, like, room for um, handicapped people. There we go. Well, there were some uh, loose chairs set up and, a um, like, a stand with a light on. I'm like, what is going on here? When the show started, there were three people uh, sitting there facing the stage, two people facing those people, signing the whole thing. And they were rocking out. I, I almost watched the sign language interpreters more than I watched the actual show. It was... Well, Sarah, we were just watching the video of the Eminem interpreter, and that's, honestly, that was more engaging than what Eminem himself was doing. Oh, yeah, the woman, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she's absolutely wild. Okay. Sometimes I find the sign language interpreters to be a little distracting well, with how... Um, Demonstrative, yes. Uh, like for example, if it's if, yeah, if it's if it's a public speech, or they're talking about snow removal or yeah. natural disaster, yeah, 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 yeah. there's a hurricane going on, and the person is uh, wildly gesticulating. What well, about the guy who is misinterpreting? <laughs> yeah, I know. Is they, it in they, Africa? Or, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. They got they got to work on that. But they're they're not there for you. They're there for people who are hard of hearing. So, so. lay off. Yeah. So yeah, there was somebody uh, who was interpreting, and a rapper was on stage and thought she was just on stage dancing, so he starts, like, dancing with her until he realizes that she's interpreting his right. entire yeah. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Interesting. Thanks, Sarah. Nice to talk to you. No problem. I'll see you guys soon. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hang on a second. I'm going to go to uh, Mike on the line, who is indeed deaf, but uh, he's uh, he's had a... Um, he just lost his hearing in February, it said? Yeah. Uh, let me go to Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, good morning, guys. Sorry to bother you guys at work. It's okay. All good, dear. Uh, here, dude. So you're deaf, but right. you had a cochlear implant. Correct. I, I have a cochlear implant, and uh, I lost my hearing in February to a viral infection, and they knew it was gone, and they said I was a good implant, a uh, good candidate for an implant, and they did it in May. Yeah. And I've been ultra, ultra successful, but I have become part of like uh, a couple facebook groups with uh, like 28,000 deaf people and you know it's all different walks of life kids that are deaf from birth until their teens and get implants and they can definitely feel like, the beat and the music and it's the same for me if i take off all my equipment i i can feel the beat of the music through like the floor or if i'm it just you, you just you feel it. You, Mike. you do, but it, it, you relearn, you, you retrain your brain. Wow. So, so did you lose hearing in in both ears or just my, one? My my left ear was gone for about fifteen years due to a viral infection, and then I lost my right in February. So, so, so when you're hearing through the cochlear implant, yep. uh, you know, is it possible to even to describe that to us, or is it is it? it, it well. Since since I knew what music sounded like yeah. before the implant, music sounds different to me now, and I'm retraining to listen to music, and I listen to a ton of music and a ton of talk radio to retrain my brain. All right, but uh, it, it's it's everyone sounds offbeat to me. Like uh, Preston, you'll know my favorite band is Rush. I'm mm-hmm. the guy that saw them 93 times. I talked to you at the concert. Yeah. I lost my hearing, but I, I know what Rush sounded like before the implant and what they sound like now. It's not totally different, but it's it's not going to be the same. And That's interesting. It won't ever be the same. Interesting. But it, yeah. it, 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 it's a whole new world. We we can we our other senses become more aware. Is it does it sound are, does it sound like you're hearing it through some type of filter? That's exactly what it sounds like. But like right now, I'm talking to you on my cell phone, right. which 
which streams directly into my yep. implant, into my skull. That's yeah, why my, uh, my father-in-law has cochlear implant. He had yeah. uh, hearing damage from his years in the military. He uh, worked on engines, on, on uh, plane engines. Yeah, when they weren't that sensitive to that and, stuff. And so what they had to do is he had partial hearing in one ear, was gone in the other. They had to take away all of his hearing before they put in the cochlear implant. Interesting. So they were like, you sure you want to do this? Because we're going to... Yeah. Yeah. That that is a hundred percent correct because yep. I had a hundred percent hear loss, hearing loss in my right ear, mm-hmm. and I still have about two to three percent left in my left ear. And when I get that operated on next year, I am going to lose that last two to three percent natural hearing. That's why they they caution you; it's gone once once they operate, yeah. it's gone. Yeah, yeah. But the but the implant is a world of difference. So he wears this thing around his neck that's essentially a, a speaker. Yeah, and uh, and can take phone calls through that, like you're doing, Mike, as well. And uh, and it goes straight into your brain. It's wild. It, it, that is very cool. It, 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 it's a wild world we live in today, folks. Yeah, yeah right, and it's Mike. only getting more amazing. Well, that's awesome, man. Thanks a lot, Mike. Appreciate you it, bud. Have a good Thanksgiving. All right, see you later. So uh, interesting. Uh, just thought I'd, I thought that was a cute story, fun story, and uh, would pass that along. Uh, we do have one pair of passes for Ralph Breaks the Internet. Uh, to give away for this screening, which is tonight, right? Yep. 7 o'clock, UA King of Prussia. Need to be there by 6.30. We'll take caller number 12 at 215-263-WMMR, and we will give you those passes. We do have to take a break. We'll come back in a second. And uh, Bizarre File coming up, and I'll reiterate uh, an announcement we made earlier this morning. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month, Andorra. Celebrating our area's best talent. Bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. Click local shots at WMMR.com to see and hear more. Andorra, Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks our world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I would like to send out condolences to a friend of the show, our good buddy RC. We heard that his, his mom passed away, so it's sad, sad Very news. Sad. And yeah. uh, uh, we love that guy, and uh, we wish him all the best. So sorry to hear that, uh, RC. So I just want to pass that bit of information along. Um, we have the Camp Up for Hunger starting one week from today. Yes, uh, we will be broadcasting live one week from today at Xfinity Live. You are invited to be there. You're also invited to get married if you want to. Uh, a week from Wednesday, as we are going to have the first ever Preston and Steve mass wedding. It's called Hungry for Love. And we were blown away by the amount of people <laughs> who showed interest in this. And there's still people signing up for that. And you can do it through uh, PrestonandSteve.com. And uh, Marissa, you have been busy contacting people? Yeah, I've okay. been talking to so many people. And everybody from, like, every walk of life, people have been together for 10, 15, 20 years and just never got married. Um, people who maybe can't financially afford to get married right now. Um, people who just got engaged and haven't picked a date yet and are just said, heck, let's do it. Let's Lots do of it. people wow. who have met at Preston Steve Singles Mixers. Yeah, oh, I love that. Like, yeah, because I, of the I, show. I've gotten a couple of emails that were like, let's just do it. The whole, let's do the whole thing. We get we met at a presidency event. We're going to get married at a presidency. How cool is that? It's great that it started with us, and yeah. then well, we need to provide a, a, at some point a divorce service, <laughs> maybe to complete the whole route. We're, we're talking about a consummation that could take place. Yeah, oh, the whole deal. Oh, we're not morning. kidding. That morning, kid, you not? No, yep, uh-huh. <laughs> we what, don't phone it in. 
One more to spark some ideas. Um, some people are getting married at a destination wedding and have to get legally married here in the States first. Oh. Oh, we yeah. did. So this is going to be that. Yeah. So that's what we did. We went down and, uh, you know, uh, got went down to the town hall in Babylon, New York, uh, got legally married uh, there, and then went down to Puerto Rico and got married in front of the Lord. Yeah. Well, we have uh, not only... Uh, the service is taking place that particular day, but uh, somebody, one of the couples, is going to win a four-day, three-night trip to a uh, uh, for four people, by the way, uh, to a resort in Florida on the Gulf of Mexico. And that includes round-trip airfare and four-day rental car. Pretty sweet deal. So somebody will be awesome. chosen that morning. And uh, we have some other prizes that could end up going to you as well. Steven Singer Jewelers is going to give us, uh, I think, ten sets of wedding bands to give away. A lot of Steven Singer loved the night of the calendar because one of our calendar girls was a former uh, employee yep. of Steven yep. Singer. So they were showing up there, and everyone's and, very excited about the wedding. Uh, Creville's Custom Bakery is going to offer up some stuff to give away as well. Of course, photography will be there to make sure that uh, everybody gets these great pictures taken yes. too. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun. And it's uh, it's next Wednesday. But if you are serious about it, there's a couple of paperwork issues that need to be taken care of this week, and all that information is on our website. It take it's just a brief trip down to uh, mostly City Hall, wherever you're t- in your town, and uh, you can get everything set up. Yeah, and and a lot of the courthouses are open late on Wednesdays. Okay, so right. look into that. And uh, it's under Hungry for Love. If you go to PrestonSteve.com, you'll see that, and uh, you can get signed up. So do that. Uh, let's do the bizarre file. No. Bizarre. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Files. All right, a couple of stories for you. An Oklahoma man paid a visit to a strip club at 3 a.m., and police said that that bad decision set in motion a bizarre series of events that resulted in him running naked down a country road. Uh, The man told police that he had been kidnapped by two men during a convoluted robbery that started after he went to the gentleman's club. And officers were surprised to find out that his strange account largely checked out. He was telling the truth. So he go, he's going to the strip club at 3 a.m. Yeah, yeah, exactly. About an hour after going to the strip club, the man joined a dancer he had just met at an all-night diner called Mama Lou's, where the pair struck, struck up a conversation with two men, later identified as William Trites and Philip, Philip Tullis, in the parking lot. The victim... Admired the Jeep they were driving, and one of them said that he had others for sale. Well, all four of them went to a storage facility where Trites and Tullis insisted on patting them down for safety purposes before going inside one of the locked units. Yeah. Once they were inside, the victim said the suspects laid out lines of cocaine. The victim and his companion said they refused, but the two men ordered them to snort the drugs. Snort! (laughs) Snort Dort! Uh, then one of the suspects demanded money from the man before driving him to uh, a to a removed street, forcing him to strip off his clothes and then dropping him off on a remote road. A neighbor spotted the man and called police. He said, "There's a man running naked down West Bethel Road. He was going help, help. There's other. There's been an accident, but I wasn't about to go out there." They said, "My clothes have been stolen." <laughs> police were initially skeptical of the man's story, but they questioned the dancer, whose story matched the victim's wild tale. Police assured neighbors that kidnappers were not roaming the streets at all hours of the night, saying that the victim played at least a part in the role that transpired. And arrest warrants were issued for Trites and Tullis, who have been charged with two counts of kidnapping and one count of robbery. Uh, maybe you guys saw the video footage of this, but a hot air balloon packed with pyrotechnics exploded over a crowd yeah. during a popular festival in Myanmar, sending revelers running for cover. The frightening scene unfolded during the Festival of Lights, an annual celebration that marks 
The end of the wet season in Myanmar. Festival organizers invited participants to launch unmanned balloons full of fireworks to usher in the new season. Now, one of these... And these are like hot air balloons, man. These are huge. Yeah. One of the balloons burst into flames during Wednesday's festival. Video shot by a spectator showed the balloon slowly ascending while fireworks shoot from its sides. In an instant, the balloon exploded sent him fireworks shooting towards the ground as the balloon came crashing down towards the crowd. It's a shower of fire down to the oh ground. At least nine people were injured in the incident, uh, though this particular explosion was not a fatal accident. Similar incidents in years past have re- reportedly resulted in multiple fatalities. Might want to rethink that event there, folks. But uh, Kind of a pocketbook auction instead. Yeah, maybe something <laughs> yeah. like that. Well, it took nearly three hours to rescue six people that were stuck in an elevator in Chicago's Hancock building early on Friday. A broken hoist rope caused the express elevator to malfunction while guests who had just left the signature room on the 95th floor rode down toward the lobby. The elevator and two others have since been closed to the public while repairs were made and investigators figure out what happened. I mean, this thing like yep. went, on, went on a yeah. free fall. Uh, what kept the elevator... From tumbling down to the bottom of the building, well, several hoist ropes hold up an elevator car. So if one fails, the others are able to carry the weight. Uh, And visiting from Mexico was uh, Jaime uh, Montemayor and didn't expect his trip to Chicago to include getting stuck in an elevator. He said, at the beginning, I believe we were going to die. He said, we were going down, and I felt that uh, we were falling down. And then I heard a noise, like a clack, clack, clack noise. His wife, uh, Mana, had said that the elevator was moving fast, and suddenly... A uh, material that looked like dust started filter- filtrating into the elevator. Could you imagine? You think of the elevators in free fall? Uh, she said they found out later that they had careened from the 95th floor down to the 11th floor. None of the people in the elevator were hospitalized. Some of the elevator passengers said security officer staff at the Hancock did not immediately call firefighters. And when rescuers scrambled to find uh, the stuck elevator early Friday morning... There were no openings between floors because of the building's blind shaft-style layout, so the rescue crew Whoa. had to hammer out a concrete wall in the garage in on the 11th floor in order to get to them. That's was, not wow. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How long did that take? Uh, it took them quite a while. I think it, uh, I forgot how much time it took. Uh, yeah, it didn't say, like three or four hours. I have to go tinkle. Uh, today, cables were dangling next to the cracked door where the people trapped in the elevator were pulled to safety. Is that so. the tallest building in Chicago? No, no, it's the fourth tallest. Fourth tallest? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Is that so, John Hancock? But it's... It's uh, Herbie Hancock. <laughs> it's, uh... <laughs> okay. It's residential. <laughs> it's one of the bigger ones up there. It's yeah. actually where Chris Farley died. Is it really? In the Hancock so. building. Yeah, really? In an okay. elevator free fall, just like this. All right. No, he oh, was a drug right, overdose. Yeah, all right, and then we'll do one more story. A man who claims he accidentally bought a live pig, a peacock, and a giant salamander while drunk on Singles Day, China's <laughs> annual internet shopping frenzy, has gone viral on Chinese social media. Uh, the WeChat Six post... gerbils, two cats, a hamster, and a rabbit. ...from the unidentified man was shared on Weibo, uh, and apparently he wrote, in the early hours of yesterday morning when I was drunk, I clicked on uh, Taobao and started shopping... All along, I thought I had only bought two sets of clothes. I suddenly remembered to look up the delivery date of my clothes and realized that I had also bought a pig and a peacock. Mm, I didn't know the laws. Uh, other later posts from the man claims that he also accidentally bought a live giant salamander on D- JD.com. Good news, your pig is on the way. Which is another Chinese e-commerce platform similar to Taobao. 
Taobao is where I get all my peacocks. Uh, numerous brands launch online promotions for Singles Day, urging singletons to splash cash on consumer products. It's like, you know, Cyber Monday. Yes, yeah. The man also shared screenshots of his sales transactions, which showed that he bought a live Thailand micro pig, a live blue peacock, and a live wild salamander. And would that run him? Uh, I don't know. It was it's it's in yawn. Yeah, so I don't know. Two hundred seventy eight yawn, three ninety yawn, and two eighty eight yawn, respectively. Yeah, I'm so. getting bored. A <laughs> uh, number of animal traders are active in selling domestic pets and exotic animals, many of which are endangered species that are banned by law from being traded. However, it is legal to deliver live animals by courier service in China. Uh, so I don't know if this guy's going to end up with these animals at his house or not. But uh, and there you go. That's what I have for you in the bizarre file. That's how much a yawn is. That's how much two hundred seventy eight yawn is. Oh, about forty bucks. Yeah. That's uh, nothing. No, he didn't. But but he he just ordered stuff he didn't yeah. need to order and ended up with animals on the way. All right, and there you go. That's what I got for you in the B file. Uh, a reminder: we have. I didn't say this, but we have once again instituted this little get together. It is the Presidency Christmas Miracle 2018. Listen for details on how to get on board. You have to win your way in. But it's going to be on December 20th. So this is a save the date thing. The biggest one yet. We can categorically say that. Well, yes, it's at the new Excite Center at Parks Casino, which is a, a larger venue there. We've always done it in the 360 Lounge, but we have moved it to the new Excite Center, and we'll be broadcasting live. We'll be giving away tons of cool gifts. So just stay with us. Click events at WMMR.com for the details, including a list of Miller Lite Ugly Sweater pre-parties because Miller Lite Ugly Sweater is part of the Christmas Miracle. And apparently Marissa is going to be hosting a final pre-party in December with 10 seats to give away to join us on the 20th. So you want to wear the ugly sweaters, and they can get you registered to win some other prizes. So we'll have more of those uh, details coming up soon. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back in a second. We'll get the uh, lesson question and more when we return. So make sure that you do stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Ghost. The struts. New music. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR. 93.3 WMMR. It's everything that rocks. Rolling Stones. As we are approaching uh, 10.23 a.m., Pierre Robert coming by a little bit. I hear he has an announcement. I don't know if it's going to be on our show or if he's just announcing that he's going to have an announcement. It could on. be a pre-announcement announcement concerning be. an announcement. I'm not really sure. I got an email from Bill Weston, and uh, there's some controversy on, too. There's going to be an announcement. When the announcement's going to be. But there's an announcement coming up, and we will announce when we have the announcement. So be ready. Uh, Log on to announcement.com for the information. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's uh, courtesy of the Just Saying Institute. (laughs) So we should do today's lesson question giveaway a prize for those who've been paying attention and get through a pair of tickets to see the Jackie Bam Bam Row. What does this mean? A pair of tickets in the Jackie Bam Bam Row to join him for the Leonard Skinner show on Saturday, December 1st at Boardwalk Hall in Atlantic City. So it's the Jackie Bam Bam Row. Which will get tickets. He's got a whole row to himself. That's pretty cool. That is awesome. So the lesson question today is, how did Irv Gordon, who drove his Volvo over 3 million miles, die? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. 
How did Irv Gordon, who drove his Volvo over 3 million miles, die? 215-263-WMMR. Don't do a search. Don't go and find out how he really died because that's not the answer we're looking for. 215-263-WMMR. Call now. We're going to do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it's brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. New handcrafted espresso drinks from Dunkin' are amazing. Sipping is believing. Get any medium latte or cappuccino for two bucks. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. What's going on, Steve? Well, Monica Lewinsky revealing on A&E's The Clinton Affair that she purposely wore her thong strap out in an effort to catch then-President Bill Clinton's eye. Lewinsky says it wasn't much later that she caught his penis. (laughs) (laughs) Hey! Bill Maher telling TMZ that the late Stan Lee was partly to blame for the dumbing down of America and the election of Donald Trump. Maher admits his uh, views presented a problem since he was asked to deliver the eulogy. So, oh, my God. And finally, model Haley Baldwin admitting her marriage, uh, making her marriage Instagram official by changing her homepage name to Haley Bieber. The name change is immediately noticed by ecstatic followers like at Compost69 who commented, show us your tees. That's your Hollywood track. All righty. We'll see if we can uh, get an answer to this. How did Irv Gordon, who drove his Volvo over 3 million miles, die? 215-263-WMMR. And it's uh, Joe who was first in, so we'll go to Joe. Hey, Joe, good morning. Oh, wait. Nope, my fault. Hold on. We couldn't hear you. Hey, Joe, can you hear me now? Yes. All right, there we go. Joe, how did Irv Gordon, who drove his Volvo over 3 million miles, die? Of course, he drove too close to the sunset. Yep, that's exactly it. You know what you're talking about, Joe. Hang on. Drove too close to the sun. And since he got it right, we're going to give him a pair of tickets in the Jackie Bam Bam Row to join him for the Leonard Skinner Show. And that's Saturday, December 1st at Boardwalk Hall in Atlantic City. Uh, tickets for the show are on sale now via Ticketmaster.com. Let's do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. And it's brought to you this morning by Worldwide Stereo. Take a gift giving up a notch. You can see Worldwide Stereo's awesome gift guide at WorldwideStereo.com. Or you can head to their stores in Montgomeryville and in Ardmore. We'll start with Metallica. Uh, they announced on Friday that the band has donated $100,000 toward wildlife relief efforts in California through its All Within My Hands charitable foundation. Uh, the group said in a statement, sadly, once again, communities in California are experiencing historically devastating wildfires in both the northern and southern parts of the state. All Within My Hands has made a $50,000 donation to each of the North Valley Community Foundation and the Los Angeles Fire Department Foundation. Both agencies provide service to victims at evacuation centers and others, other much-needed relief. Uh, they said we would like to encourage you to join us in supporting those in need and our first responders in any way you can by donating money, non-perishable food, clothing, and other supplies, or by giving your time volunteering or providing temporary housing. Every little bit helps. A uh, number of Christian members of the community in Midland, Texas, gathered together over the weekend to pray outside the city's Wagner Knoll Performing Arts Center, where ghosts are scheduled to perform on Monday night. Uh, the residents, led by Pastor Larry Long, were apparently concerned uh, that the band was bringing dark spiritual influences into the area. He probably actually, hasn't listened to Ghost. <laughs> well, I'm actually I'm yeah. surprised this hasn't happened more often, yeah. uh, to tell you the truth, because they're 
blatant with their imagery. Yeah. Satanic imagery and so on, whether they mean it or not. No. I, I think it's no. more of just a uh, just a, a, a shtick, a gimmick, if you will. Uh, but this was actually one of the first times I've, I've heard of this, and I'm surprised it doesn't happen a I, little bit more often. I bet you, honestly, they would like it to happen more to yeah. drum up more p- press. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ghost is known for songs that seem lyrically to honor Satan. While the band's uh, founder and frontman Tobias Forge has dressed in the past as an anti-pope with a demonic face, uh, the rest of them perform uh, uni- anonymously and unanimously as anonymously. nameless ghouls. We perform anonymously in the dark halls of hell with uh, the blood and the bile of the sacred spilled into the cauldron of despair. And now for another song. Macho, macho man, <laughs> I want to be a macho man. Ah, I love it every time. Uh, the group has yet to comment on the Midland uh, situation. So. Uh, Papa Roach will release its 10th studio album titled... 10? Yeah, 10. Uh, Who Do You Trust? And that'll be on January 18th. The 12th. Make it nine. Ten's a desperate number. The 12th <laughs> track disc features a the previously released Who Do You Trust and Renegade Music, mm. while the band has shared a third new track called Not the Only One, along with an official lyric video. Uh, bassist Tobin Esperance uh, said, Our goal for our 10th album was to push ourselves even further into genres that inspire us most. We have reached the place where we always wanted to be creating new and exciting music. Oh, good for them. And official music video for the posthumously released Chris Cornell song, When Bad Does Good, uh, was shared on Friday, the same day that saw the release of a retrospective self-titled box set containing songs from throughout the late Soundgarden and Audio Slave singer's career. Uh, the track is 111, previously unreleased songs included in the set. The video stars Cornell's son, Christopher Cornell Jr., as a younger version of his father when he was a paperboy in Seattle. Uh, various lyrics and images from Cornell's career are interspersed throughout the video. Uh, Christopher Jr. said in a statement, For me, this video represents my dad and all the art he created throughout his life and what his music meant then and what it means now, not just to me and my family, but uh, the city of Seattle and all his fans. Uh, Smashing Pumpkins may already have some new recording plans on the immediate horizon. Band leader Billy Corrigan told USA Today, that he's interested in having the pumpkins record a Christmas-themed LP. Uh-huh. At some point, yeah. Did you have audio of this? Uh, yeah, about him talking about it. Uh, Billy talking about getting back in the studio for the first time okay. in a long time with the other members of Smashing Pumpkins. All right, let's see what he says there. Uh, you know, we worked together so much that it was just like getting on the bike. We just went back to doing what we did. It wasn't, it strangely didn't feel like the 16, 17 years had passed. I know that sounds, it was weird to me that it didn't feel like that. Because you build it up in your mind, like, oh, what's it going to be like? Is it going to be the same? It was totally fine. It was easy. Well, that's cool. And now he wants him to try doing some Christmas music, possibly. Which Silent one... night. <laughs> you were listening with him. I watched you press it. Uh, couldn't help it, man. Sing along song. Catchy tune. Uh, so they may do some original Christmas stuff and also some uh, covers. Yeah, I saw mommy kissing <laughs> No, he's he's great, but I, I it's, uh, I'll be curious to see how they do Christmas music. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, 30 seconds, Mars. Uh, singer Jared Leto has shaved off his bushy, prophet-like beard that he's been sporting throughout the tour cycle for the band's latest album, America. Uh, Leto has gone clean-shaven for his starring role as the title character of Morbius, an upcoming film based on the Marvel Comics character Dr. Michael Morbius. Interesting. A biologist who accidentally infects himself with a form of vampirism. Oh, yes. Um, th- I was uh, looking into this character. Wasn't that familiar, but it seems very interesting. I don't know this guy at all. Is this part of, like, phase two at all, do you know? or I think it is. Phase two? I think a phase six is the one you don't want to get to. <laughs> no, no uh, but phase two, I think, is part of it, yes. The musician and actor's last venture in a comic book movie was his role as Joker in 2016's Suicide Squad. I wonder, is that going to be, is he going back to the... Joker, well, I heard that he was. Oh, there's like three separate ones. Yeah, there's the Joaquin, Joaquin well, Phoenix. Uh, no, just for Jared Leto. Oh, is there? Yeah, okay. there's uh, Suicide Squad 2. Yeah. There's a standalone Joker with him, and then there's a uh, the Harley Quinn movie. Oh, that's right. He's in that as well. Where he would play the Joker too. So, and um, and I think the Jer- I mean the um, Joaquin Phoenix one is entirely separate. We are in a uh, a world of uh, stuff here as yeah. far as, uh, so, you know, despite... People saying that the DC universe is not happening on film. I mean, these these yeah. movies are moving along. When's mm-hmm. Aquaman? Aquaman next, uh, next is month, right? next month. Yeah. All right. For um, Aquaman. And then uh, one more thing: it's Free Music Monday, and Yay. I have a digital download of Young and Dangerous, the brand new album from the Struts. And I will take caller number seven and give that to you. Two one five two six three WMMR. It's out now via Interscope Records. So caller seven, we will set you up. Uh, Give us a call. Uh, We're going to take another break. We'll be back in a second. Don't forget our Word of the Week prize is only three letters long. So we'll get one of three when we return and see what Pierre's got going on for you. Stay with us. We'll be back momentarily. Become an MMR VIP. Get early access to concert pre-sales, special deals, and VIP-only contests. You'll get our newsletter about twice a month, most of which you'll find worthwhile. Sign up now at WMMR.com. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. You diarrhea. My ass is chapped. If you take my appetite for Thanksgiving, we're going to have a problem. Next message. I just saw Bohemian Rhapsody, and it's got to be the greatest movie about rock and roll or about a rock star that I've ever seen. It was a great movie, and they did a great job with it. Go see it. Next message. Oh, my I wouldn't know it was Drizzling. If we weren't doing 25 and a 45, holy The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. We actually <laughs> just played that song. I am the god of hellfire. That is correct. The crazy world of Arthur Brown. That song came from 1968, and that is the weekend that we are celebrating here on WMMR, the origin of the radio station that year. He was 1968's version of Ghost. 
Uh, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly That's it. it. He was he's the Papa Emeritus of 1968. I am a god from hell, and my name is Arthur Brown. Uh, I have called from the lowest bowels of the depths of hell, and I want you to know my name. It's Arthur Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, nice to meet you. Uh, yes, hi. It is toasty <laughs> because of the magma, the molten uh, stone and stuff. You know, it's uh, what hell is traditionally known as. But anyway, Arthur Brown, here's my card. <laughs> it's like it's actually like oh. it's a little bit like Tobias. It is. You're right. Yes. <laughs> I'm these guys with these very demonic presentations that turn out to be. Uh, I also work for H&R Block. Right. There's, yeah, there's yeah. one part they didn't think through yeah. about that, that it needs to match the uh, persona here. Anyhow, uh, new music that came out in 68 was from, oh, just a couple bands you've heard of. The Rolling Stones, Led Zeppelin, The Beatles, Cream, The Doors, Pink Floyd, The Who, Deep Purple, Credence, Neil Young, Jimi <laughs> Hendrix, and a few others. When when it was new. Oh, man. And uh, we'll bring How it cool is that? Sponsored by Benari Jewelers, so that's our weekend here at MMR, and I think it's our final 50th celebration weekend that we're it doing for yeah. the for the year. So it's been a great.